Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us here. There we are. Look at that. Uh, hope you're doing well. Good to see you all. I uh, hope you have a wonderful Wednesday here. I'm a bit late and gay, as is tradition these days, but uh, that's what happens. Uh, some computer problems today, but uh, what are you going to do? Slow and sluggish, uh, but uh, I think we got it under control for now. Uh, so hopefully everything works, but I do appreciate you joining us. Lots to talk about today, as usual, of course. A lot of things going on. <laughs> if there ever was some shit going on, we live in fucking amazing times, I tell you that. it's It's never been... It's never been this bad. It's never been this um, this 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 much clown world. It, there's also never been this demonic uh, this this demon the demon pill. Have you taken the demon pill yet? That's that's the next stage here. As we go from the clown over to the demon, I guess they kind of weave into each other on a certain level too. But um, yeah. Anyway, so you know, there's a lot of things we could talk about today, which we will not talk about because I also feel there's a lot of other people covering that. Um, at least when it comes to the Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, you know, uh, trial ongoing. So he's testifying today. Uh, I saw some footage. I'm, I'm sure you guys are, are keeping up with it as well and have seen some of it. Uh, I saw Kyle was uh, crying today. Uh, the the trauma from all of this. I mean, God, what is he? Was he 17 at the time? Is he is he 18 yet? Right. Um, that's a lot to a lot to carry on those uh, young shoulders. There, you know, everything that's happening and the focus on this and stuff like that too. Uh, I have a little segment on Charlottesville, uh, the trial there, the, the other farce trial that's going on. And I feel that that's overshadowing the other. And, and so, you know, some of the bigger, smaller alternative outlets, does that make sense? Has pivoted towards covering more of the Kyle Rittenhouse as opposed to the Charlottesville stuff, right? Uh, but that's another farce in and of itself. I do have an article a little bit later. I hope, I hope we can get to that. Uh, but the same thing that basically, I mean, it's, you know, when it comes to the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, um, I mean, it's, it, you know, the best, the star witnesses that they've had have we just walked into the trap here, basically, right? Uh, by admitting that they, they came at him with a gun and stuff. The, the Gro Grosskreutz, right? The guy who, who got his bicep shot off and stuff. So that's kind of a done deal. The judge is, uh, is uh, fairly uh, based in a boomer kind of way, too, which which is cool. But again, you'll, you'll see how these things pan out, right? We've, we've seen the threats to the jurors, right? He uh, The judge there, Schroeder. Uh, I'm sure the, the mainstream media loves that there's a Schroeder overseeing this trial uh, there in uh, Wisconsin. But um, anyway, <laughs> uh, what, was, what was I thinking about? He was coming down hard on the uh, on the on the prosecutors, and he uh, he's been pretty good on some issues. Uh, and he admitted that's what I was going to say that the that there were people trying to film the jurors right because of the threats it was even a was it the nephew or something or the cousin of George Floyd or something uh, he had like a Latino son Riaz or Diaz or something last name uh, who was threatening uh, the jurors you know publicly kind of thing right but anyway there's been a lot of attention to that so we have some other stuff to talk about today uh, but, but at the end of the day we'll see what happens I, I have a sneaking suspicion that Kyle Rittenhouse will get off but when it comes to the Charlottesville trial. And I've been monitoring some of that. I wish that I wish there were we could see a video feed in, of that too. Apparently, you can only call in, and as far as I know, you can catch it live. Maybe there's someone that's recording that and archiving that, right? But I haven't been able to keep up with all of that. Uh, you know, we talked with Kessler a while back about that and what to expect from it, especially with the, you know Roberta Kaplan in, in the lead of that and all the ADL you know money basically poured into this, basically in order to make life a, a, a living hell for those that that they are. Um, uh, going after there the uh, the uh, defendants right but but basically same thing there if you, if you just boil it down into its basic essence um those that are suing you know the the people who went to defend the the statue the Robert E. Lee statue that they 
uh, are just w- when you get them one on one, you know, there's people like Cantwell, for example, who's defending himself, which is an interesting choice, right? But you know, the, whatever, you know, um, when you get them one on one and you can actually ask direct questions, barring that you know the judge step in and and and, and dismisses certain questions or something, right? With the objections from the uh, uh, from the uh, the prosecutors, right? The ADL lawyers, um, it falls apart, right? It, it, and and you got them, but but that see, but that still doesn't guarantee that. Oh well, clearly the jurors will find, you know, they will see the logic and the reasoning of this. No, no, no. Um, I just have the sneaking suspicion. We'll see. I hope I'm not, you know, right on that. But I have a sneaking suspicion that the that the um, it will be worse for those people that are involved in the Charlottesville trial because that's such a um, that's a that's a personal vendetta on a different kind of way. The Kyle Rittenhouse thing is kind of it's a, it's a bigger media thing for America and moving forward when it comes to you know weapons, Second Amendment, defending yourself, these kinds of things, right? And I I think Kyle might get off, but but we'll see. You know, depends on the jurors and stuff. All right. Anyway, so we're not going to focus that much on that. Again, I hope I can get to a Charlottesville article a little bit later. Otherwise, we have to maybe do that Friday or something. Uh, but I appreciate you joining us today here. Uh, by the way, check out the latest uh, Weekend Warrior if you haven't gotten a chance yet. I think it was a pretty good show. It's up on RedEyesMembers.com right now. Went up Monday. Uh, a couple of different stories. Of course, the uh, the ritual there at uh, Astroworld. We break down that. Uh, definitely something to it. We reviewed Dune as well, the latest Dune remake. That was a, that was a good one, I think. Uh, we talk a bit about the carbon stuff, you know, the direct air capture. I do have actually a f- follow-up to that a little bit as well, uh, which is pretty, uh, I mean, it's pretty shocking stuff what they're doing in Iceland. And this is now being spearheaded. It's another project in the U.S. Uh, basically, the some of the best soil, right? Ice Age Farmer covered this, I think, in a, was it yesterday? Um, some of the best, you know, Midwestern soil that they have has been basically confiscated by force by the government to build a, build one of these direct air capture, which is... For them, a way to turn carbon dioxide into rock <laughs> and, and, you know, bury it deep underground. Um, so that's something we have later as well. So I hope we can get to that. Uh, but, yeah, check out the latest Weekend Warrior. Good show there. Uh, always good stuff. Anyway, if you want to join us today, ladies and gentlemen, entropystream.live slash TV. That's a good option. I see a couple of you guys over there. Get to those in just a moment. Thank you so much for your support. Helps That helps to support the show as well. I do have Cointree open. Hasn't been that popular, but if, if there's anybody out there that prefers crypto, and of course, of course you can do part of that on, on Odyssey too, uh, but it's Cointree. And that you got to put a dot before the last two E's in Cointree. So cointr.ee slash TV. Uh, that's open for a couple of, uh, if you want to have some crypto options. Uh, otherwise, of course, odyssey.com slash redice, or I should say slash at TV. I think you have to add the at, so... Odyssey.com slash at Red Ice TV. Uh, good to see you all over there. What's up, peeps? Past Live says over there. Thank you. Good to see you as well. Uh, we have uh, Adwin87. It's a beautiful day to be white. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. Uh, appreciate those library tokens over there. Let me do entropy real quick here, and then we'll dive into it. Unknown Californian. This is a good, some, well, it's both good news and bad news at the same time. Um, my wife gave birth to our second baby. Fantastic. Congratulations. Awesome news. Today is a joyous day, but I'm also saddened because my employer is going to force me to vax. I may be unemployed by February. You definitely, you, you have, yeah, you do not take that. My proposal, as I've said a couple of times, and I'm not sure you've heard that, but my proposal is to stand your ground to the latest second and, and do not, um, you know, comply. 
you, you, you still have an option to physically run out of the building if it gets to that. But I propose that you print out the paperwork from the CDC and you bring that to you. It, if it gets to the point where like, well, if you don't go today, you're going to get fired. You have to go kind of thing or, or, or whatever happens. Then you go there and then you ask to see the vial of what they're going to inject you with. And if that says anything else, then come your naughty on it. Then you show them the paperwork and you say, listen, listen, this is not a pr approved vaccine. You can't legally do that. You know, the other vax mandates, too, by the way, is not even I mean, it's being we talked about that in the in the Weekend Warrior show that they're, that's being pushed back against. Right. Uh, there's a lot. I forget who who it was that led the lawsuit there now. Uh, at least to put a temporary block on it, right after the ETS was uh, emergency temporary standard. I think the technology, uh, the technical term was. So it it isn't actually a law yet. This is how they do the. Um, this is how they, the, the trick essentially, they trick you. They trick the the, the these employers, right? And uh, it it isn't law yet. So they're just hoping that the various businesses will just kind of, you know, mandate this on their own and move ahead just because Biden had a press release. That's basically what it's boiled down to, right? Uh, so anyway, sorry to hear, you know, congrats the same, at the same time. I'm a Californian, but the, that's horrible with the vax. Ne ne never comply. Never comply. Stand your ground. And there's always another option. There's going to be other, other ways. Other doors are going to open, open themselves up. So stand your ground. Uh, but yeah, I'm so, sorry about the vax, but congratulations on the baby uh, again. Um, you know, it's Russian roulette, you know, you could discuss the odds of that, of course, is it one of six? I, I don't know, right? But it's, it's a type of Russian roulette that you play with this, with this jab. Uh, and so the, uh, your, uh, your, your, your kids need a father. That's more important than, uh, than keeping that job. You know what I mean? GB Fallis says, uh, it's Wednesday, my dudes. Uh, I'm sorry, Henrik, but white people, uh, own time. That's right. That's what we do own time. Well, of course. And that's why I'm always late because I, we, I own the time. I can show up whenever I want. <laughs> we're not we're not we're not constrained to some kind of you know uh, superstitious like uh, cr you know Cronus, Saturn, uh, you know the the timekeeper kind of uh, demon or something. We 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 show up when the hell ever we want we want we want to show up, and then we and then we tell the rest of the world what the time is. All right, six p.m. Eastern. That's when I showed up. Uh, but anyway, Jimmy, so Jimmy Fallis here uh, contends that therefore you are not white because you're late and gay. <clears throat> well, I, I, I beg to differ, Jimmy. I think, uh, you know, as white people, we own time so we can show up whenever the hell we want. Good to see you, Jimmy. All right. Um, let me see. here. Yes, I see someone over on uh, VK says Kyle made me cry. Yeah, I was a bit emotional. I, I agree. I, I looked at, I watched that, too. Um, it was a bit uh, it was a bit rough watching that actually. All right, so I thought we could begin here. Let's begin with this. Let's begin with the uh, with the uh, <laughs> with the removal of the like. No, not the like button. The like button will stay, but the counter that shows. In other words, this is a prevent all the bad optics right from the uh, elites' uh, point of view. Right when they get ratioed out of existence. So let's say let's let's just listen to what uh, they say over on uh, on ShitTube. Hey folks, you may have seen a while back that YouTube announced it was experimenting with making dislike counts private to only the creator of the video. Now, if you're like me, you were surprised by that. I mean, I've always thought seeing the number of dislikes on a video helps us know as viewers if it's a good video or not, if it's a helpful tutorial or not, 
or if what a creator is, is saying in their video is generally agreed with or not. But unfortunately, research teams at YouTube have found there's this whole other use for disliking a video that I had never experienced as a creator and you may not have either. Apparently, groups of viewers are targeting a video's dislike button uh, to drive up the count. <laughs> there we go. So if you so when when has ever this been an issue when it comes to the opposite opposite side? We know who they're talking about here, right? We we, we all know it. This is so obvious, right? When has this ever been? You can have the mainstream media ganging up on individuals that they don't like or that they want to make an example out of, right? But when you have a, a, a bunch of people that organize online to go and dislike a video, just clicking a button online, that is now considered harassment. It's, it's, it's incredible times, folks. Into something like a, a, a game with a visible scoreboard. And it's usually just because they don't like the creator or what they stand for. <clears throat> That's a oh, big... So, well, well, yeah, it's the message of the video. The, what the hell is the... What the hell is the point of having it then? Oh, no, you can't. No, that's it. That's unfair. You're coming here with a premeditative intention to dislike the video or something, right? Why don't you, you couldn't they have done something like you would you give a tie like it from the time that you start watching the video, you have to watch it X amount of, you know, percentage of how long the video is before you can actually click the dislike button or something that to to at least show that you're like, no, I'm watching the video and what I see, I don't like, right? This is just so dumb. Problem when half of YouTube's mission is to give everyone a voice. So earlier... Well, you failed with that significantly when you started banning everyone. So that ship has sailed. 2021, YouTube experimented with making the public dislike count private to see if it would help reduce these coordinated dislike attacks across the platform. I don't think and it has. after analysis, they did see a reduction. So I, I don't think it did. That's why they uh, that's why they're forced to do it. Right. It didn't it, it didn't matter. And they're all voting them down anyway or something. I, I'm not sure. But anyway, this is what they from YouTube is that this the, is their strategy moving forward. Big surprise. Dislike button is staying, but the dislike counts will now be private. You can still dislike. So stay, stay on course, ladies and gentlemen. Don't don't waver just because you can't see the count doesn't mean you can't go and click that dislike button so that the creators at least can see it. All right, that's good to know. Videos and that action right. will be used to tune your own recommendations, but you won't be able to see the dislike count. Only the creator can find it on the back end if they want. Good. Now, a few common questions we saw from the initial experiment. First. Without a public dislike count, how can viewers tell if a video is worth watching? Again, I kind of have this question too, but it turns out that while viewers might use the dislike count to give them a sense of a video's worth, when the teams looked at the data across millions of viewers and videos in the experiment, they didn't see a noticeable difference in viewership, regardless of whether they could see the dislike count or not. In other words, it didn't really matter if a video had a lot of dislikes or not, they still watched. Next. Yeah, but those could be hate watch, hate watchers, right? They might be watching it because they don't like it and they want to inform themselves. So that doesn't make sense. That's 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 bullshit, right? Anyway, it is. I don't want to watch the rest of this. We don't have time. We have, we have much more else to cover. But you know, this is their strategy. You know, and uh, <clears throat> I mean, YouTube. It's this is just <laughs> they're still claiming. I think that's the most shocking uh, uh, comment so far. Of this it was. Uh, YouTube is seeking to be a platform to you know bring people vo you know a, a voice 
<laughs> platforms so they can voice their opinions and stuff. That's incredible. Jimmy Fallon says, ha, well played, Henrik. Oh, there you go. Thank you, Jimmy. Just saying, uh, don't ask for a religious or medical exemption. Inform them that you are exempt. Live free. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could try. You could try. You could, if you know a doctor that you can trust or something, uh, ask them to provide you with a note that says that you're allergic to one of the ingredients, you know, or, or drill down into it a little bit, find out which one are they intending to give, for example, which vaccine is it that they're giving or, you know, something like that. Um, most likely it's a Pfizer or Moderna if you're in the U.S., I would assume, right? Uh, Europe, it's more likely that the AstraZeneca is in there, right? But uh, they're, they're, they're different things. Um, whatever you have to do, I mean, that's, that's the way to go. Whatever works. And don't, and don't just try one and then give up. Like, make it even... You, that, I don't think that's anything wrong with that, making it clear that, like, you do not want this. Uh, it's your right to say no. They can't legally push this on you, right? You, you try paperwork. You, another thing someone uh, proposed was... You approach your employer, and I know in California you could try this. Have it drafted if you know a lawyer friend, or even have, or even pay for that if you have the money to do that. Pay for a lawyer to draft a letter that says that in the in the event of vaccine injury, that you are going to hold the employer liable and for the costs of those medical expenses. Things like that. You have to do multiple things like that. Um, you know. To, to, to try to, to do it, right? Or you can do other things where you uh, you can request uh, medical records on the other people around you that you work with because, you know, if they can legally, uh, you, know, per, you know, ask you to all of a sudden have a certain medical procedure done for you to be able to work with, with your covert workers or whatever, how, whatever the reasoning is, however they set that up, uh, you know, to keep others safe. Well, then you can uh, reasonably ask for what other types of diseases that your coworkers have so that you can be protected from them, etc. Um, you know, if you want to be real edgy, you can also say, you know, the, it shows the transmission from the COVID-19 vaccinated is, is as high. Uh, it, uh, but as we know, you know, that's just some of the mainstream studies now. Uh, but if, if even higher than those who are unvaccinated, right? And so you will actually, if you are to be surrounded by a vaccinated people, uh, they will pose significant risk to you, right? There's different things like that that you have to do. Uh, Valet says, um, suspicious, uh, suspiciously litigious of Henrik, let's call it 6.30 p.m. and move on. <laughs> Maybe I should just always <laughs> start at that time or something. 6.30 p.m. Eastern, it seems to be the case. Sometimes I get started a little bit later on Wednesdays, and if there's a lot to go through, you know, aggregate the different stories and stuff, and it just ends up taking a little uh, longer. But I appreciate uh, you guys and your patience uh, uh, sincerely. So, so thank you, thank you, Valet. MHT says um, JLP would let you would tell you uh, that you must have some black in you for being late. Oh, is that the is that the case? <clears throat> is that Jesse Lee P- JLP? That's Jesse Lee Peterson, right? Uh, yeah, well, that maybe that's the case. I did my DNA test a while back. I had, uh, what was it? Uh, I think it was 100% Northern European. And I had, what was the one surprise? It was one surprise. We showed him in the, we showed the uh, DNA records in one of the members' videos. If you want to see just how much, you know, uh, Jewish DNA Lana has, right? Because then that's the rumor. And uh, now, according to MHT, I'm dro- starting dropping the rumors that I've, I have African uh, genetics, right? Well, then you uh, need to watch that over on RedEyesMembers.com. Then if you're going to find out how much <clears throat> how much uh, non-white genetics we have, at least you can pay uh, ten bucks for it. Eh? Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, the big surprise was 
um, the British Isles, and it's like, and I forget the exact percentage, like it was like five to eight percent or something like that, like UK, um, UK, Scotland, uh, or England, Scotland, uh, Ireland region. It wasn't pinpointed more than that, uh, but that was a surprise. I, I didn't know that. Um, I think it was that much, or maybe it was lower. I know that the the whole ne Belgian Netherlands that type of region was a was a little bit higher, but that we knew from beforehand, right? Uh, in the um, in the family, it was like maybe the, yeah, no, I think that was five to eight percent, and the British Isles was like one or two. I got to revisit that again, but uh, anyway, uh, I don't know what. Maybe it's the uh, maybe I have. Uh, Maybe there's some psycho psychosemantic trans. Uh, I become I'm a trans black MHD, and maybe that's enough for to uh, to be late. Jimmy Fallon says, "Hate watchers are there are a real thing." Rush Limbaugh always said that half of his listeners were Democrats, and I think uh, he suggested that they might even have um, might have might have been even more consistent listeners. Yeah, no, that's a big demographic, of course. And I mean, if you're on YouTube, they the those who pay, you know, if you if you're monetized, they they don't they don't know who's watching or for what reason. I, I bet you that that's something that YouTube would do in the future. Like if the, you know, think about the full Google, you know, Alphabet, I guess, which is the parent company, right? The full, the full like uh, what do you call it? Spectrum of like understanding your viewers or those who are you know using your platform would be to scan the brains and you can do that basic virtually essentially you can do that remotely now to understand the intention of those watching to t to subtract that as a as a you know ad uh revenue giving view or, <laughs> or something right so it's only people that like the content that will produce ads right i mean reasonably you can make a pretty darn damn good living if you do something that people like, you know, kind of really hate, but but you're still monetized from it or something, right? Uh, not a bad idea, I guess. Robo thinks someone set Henrik's clock to uh, BPT black people. <laughs> That's right. There you go. Thank you, Robo Think. I appreciate that. All right. So speaking of ratio, by the way, this is pretty good. Uh, Pfizer actually did this. I'm surprised they didn't uh, delete it yet, right? Uh, it, so it did get ratioed. Twitter have done. They've done tests on the, these kinds of things too. Uh, what is it here? Oh no, the review. Okay, yeah. So the replies have have of course been been uh, muted, right? Silenced. Only a few people can do that so far, right? But they had a little meme here: uh, the human brain, wild conspiracy theories, and then of course uh, rescued by by Thyanth in the in the last minute here. But you have uh, about sixteen thousand quote retweets, and you you know what that means? That's the ratio right there. Um, so that's uh, that's pretty good, right? So um, these are the kinds of things that they will do. As as limited is now that you can't even voice your opinion, you can't be a creator, you can't have access to YouTube, you can't have a Twitter account, you know, you can't use Facebook, blah blah blah. And of course, the range of topics just expands, right? We actually have a segment here a little bit later uh, with the CEO of Pfizer, Al Albert Borla, talking about uh, you know how basically those who are so-called COVID vaccine misinformation spreaders are criminals. We'll talk about that later. That's a perfect alignment with this uh, tweet they got out here, right? But even even the the little democratization, if you want to use that word, that that remains on the big um, you know publishers' websites such as YouTube, such as Twitter, Facebook, etc., the big social media companies, big tech companies. 
needs to be restricted, right? You, the only thing I left was the comments. That's gone in many regards of the original poster. Can remove that if they want to. It was the dislike button or the you know downvote or something. Much of that is is being removed because they're either they're losing so badly even in those settings. It's absolutely incredible, right? Um, Valet says donation for the first annual Red Ice hockey tournament. See you guys there. Uh, that would be fun, wouldn't it? I, I just I'm I'm worried we we can't have too many vaxxed players because it would just be a bunch of heart attacks. I think this audience is fine though, but it would all depend on what the who the players are and who we can get. I saw another one. I think it was like Toronto Maple Leafs. Some player that died the other day. I was coincidentally watching for, forget what it was, of some Swedish hockey player. I was watching uh, their Twitter feed and and he reposted. It was like William Nylander or someone. I forget, forget who it was. And he reposted someone who had died from, I think it was the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I was looking at trying to find a reason and a cause and stuff. And I, I'm not sure what had happened. But, you know, if you guys um, watched from the beginning of the stream, you saw the clip I played. Uh, with all the football, soccer players, different athletes collapsing, getting heart, uh, car uh, cardiac arrest, heart attacks, these kinds of things, on you know on the field while they're they're playing and stuff. It's it's out of control. Thank you. Uh, is it valet or valet? Valet, maybe, probably. All right. All right. So obviously, we talked about this in the Weekend Warrior show too, and we have focused on this over the last couple of shows here. The kids are now being vaxxed uh, from ages 5 to 11. Nearly 1 million kids will have had their first COVID shot by the end of the day. That's uh, today. Uh, great news, right? Am I right? Beloved stuffed animals in hand. They lined up at schools, pop-up clinics, and children's hospitals to do something that little kids generally hate to do get a shot but now we know that uh, you know both according to big bird and uh the uh, uh the the good people at uh, cnn who who picked up the uh, sesame street propaganda uh and uh, what was the other one too the pfizer the ki all the kids are superheroes that get vaxxed right thanks to that uh we know we now know that they've managed to shift public opinion at least when it comes to the kids shift the opinions of kids of children uh to think that somehow they're they're becoming superheroes uh, by getting this death shot in their arm. By the end of the day, Wednesday, about 900,000 elementary school-aged children will have gotten their first dose of the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. Why? Why that one? That was the Comirnaty that's been approved. Why, do, why are they getting that one? That's a, that's a, um, that's a, that's, that's bunk right there. Uh, that represents about 3% of children ages 5 to 11. About 700,000 more have appointments scheduled in the days ahead at pharmacies like CVS and Walgreens. This do not include appointments being made, for example, at places like pediatricians' clinic offices, children's hospitals, and other sites, the officials said. Uh, and we even had, let me see, which one was this again? Oh, yeah, we could play this then. Uh, New York City, 5 to 11-year-olds are getting injected with COVID-19 vaccines. This is always uh, great to see, right? It was so wonderful. I think we played, we have a little bit of a compilation of this the other day. Applause, big applause. So, Tiana, what do you How think? does it feel? It doesn't seem that hard. <laughs> I heard so many people from that. Well, I took the vaccine and I didn't feel a thing or I'm fine. All right. Well, you know what it you know what it does in the body, right? Have you looked into that? Have you researched, or did they completely prevent you uh, from looking into any of that information, right? So the mainline prediction within the field of doctors and researchers and 
uh, those who have kind of uh, been pushed to the fringes uh, by media and big pharma and uh, you know the, the, the governments essentially right those uh, basically say within anywhere from six months to all, all, all the way up to five years uh, that we could see uh, consequences right debilitating injuries uh, or maybe even death as a consequence of this infertility of course that's another big issue maybe you personally are lucky enough not to you know to to escape the most severe side effects and consequences of this new technology but um, maybe your reproductive system won't here's Jill Biden urging kids to uh, get the vax as well so please make the decision to protect your children with the same vaccine that has already saved millions of lives because nothing is more important than our children's health. It's up to us to keep them safe. And with this vaccine, we can. So we're all going to say a rousing thank you. You ready? One, two, three. Thank you! teacher I thought she was a doctor wasn't that the thing dr. Jill Biden right yeah that was a big fraud wasn't it yep so they're doing it they're moving ahead they're doing it it's uh, not a problem they're uh, they're gonna kill our kids folks uh, they're gonna kill the kids of the people who are trusting the government and the institutions I, I just don't see it any other way I, I hope I'm proven wrong uh, and I hope I get I need to uh, e eat my words within uh, a few years here uh, but it doesn't look good, folks. So uh, continuing here, Pfizer's Albert Borla, the CEO, uh, went on uh, a show with uh, with the Atlantic Council. It's one of these big, uh, you know, globalist organizations like a think tank uh, to talk about many different things. But of course, primarily related to the vaccine, the rollout, the pandemic, how's it going to go, when does it end, all these kinds of things, right? Uh, and he had some interesting comments there, and I thought we could play a couple of selected clips from that. And the first one I want to play is regarding how he views people that, are, I guess, on a larger scale, this is what it sounds like to me, those who in any capacity have decided or, or have come to the conclusion that the vaccine is not safe and it poses a graver risk uh, not only to children but to anybody who takes it. And we'll, we'll emphasize this later. There's more countries now that are blocking these shots. It's, it's relegated to Moderna for now. But they're using the same technology. They have a higher dose of the S of the of the uh, the genetic payload, essentially, right? Which is one of the reasons why it's a, it has a quicker and a sooner response in people. Um, but we'll get to that a little bit later. But he's calling those who have then consequently then made up their mind about it and are beginning to organize against it and say this should be stopped. We need to talk about this. Um, He's calling them criminals. And he's even admitting that he's getting... Pfizer is getting uh, tips, inside information from FBI and CIA regarding threats to them and to their company. Check out this clip here. Listen to this. There was some fake news during this period of time about uh, the vaccines, you know, all sorts of conspiracy theories. How did you deal with that, and how did you navigate that, and, and where do you feel 
the primary source of this sort of fake news was? How, how damaging was this to us? I'm afraid it was uh, quite, uh, quite a lot damaging. And uh, there was, particularly with us, we were targeted by a lot of, uh, uh, let's say, dark uh, organizations that you don't really know the ownership. Uh, you suspect that there are some countries behind. Uh, countries? We were getting a lot of briefings from uh, CIA, from FBI about uh, attacks that may happen to us, cyber attacks, I mean. So only cyber attacks? Okay, well, I... I... <laughs> Why, why would they be monitoring that? Why, why is this? Why is that interlock between Pfizer and the intelligence services now a thing? As far as I understand it, doesn't companies mostly stand on their own? At least until the crime has happened, then you can have FBI involved, such as you did with you know the uh, the uh, uh, the oil pipe down shutdown, right? The ransomware and stuff, right? The crime happens, and then intelligence services or whoever is brought in to like fix it, but ahead of time. To signal watching? Is he just making this up in terms of the threats against, I guess, their website then or something? Very strange. Uh, but yeah, so dark forces, and I, he suspects some countries are behind it. Not, nothing more on that, though. That would be very interesting to uh, uh, to find out who that is exactly. But also about the spread of misinformation. Um, you know, th there is uh, uh, there are two groups of uh, people, right? There are the people that they are vaccinated, there are people that are skeptical about the vaccination, and both of them are afraid. Uh, those that are getting the vaccine, they are afraid of the disease, and they believe that because people are not getting vaccinated, they are increasing the risk to them. They are increasing the exposure. So they are, let's say, mad with them that they don't get the vaccine. Those that they don't get the vaccine, they're afraid of the vaccine, and uh, they are met with the people that are pressing them to, to get it. Yeah, and there is those I understand. Yeah. They are very good people. They are decent. So you have to, according to the CEO of Pfizer, you have to have the exactly legitimate reasons for why you're skeptical. You can, you you're not allowed to be in a situation where you have looked into it for yourself. You've made up your mind, and now you're actively warning other people that this is bad. Please don't take it. That that's the only thing. I, you know, he, he gets there, right? He's talking about, like, organized misinformation, right? That's cr They're criminals. Listen People. to this here. But they have a fear, and I understand it. And they don't want to take chances. But there is a very small part of professionals which they circulate on mm. purpose misinformation so that they will mislead those that they have concern. How do you know the motivations of those people? How do you know that they're intentionally spreading misinformation as opposed to actually being convinced of that information and therefore trying to warn others because they actually belong to that the group that you thought was legitimate which is the group that has legitimate as you said concerns about it then they're truly afraid of the thing and and even why would they be, why are you not helping to address that group then why not put their those people's concern at ease right no instead of what we've seen is a relentless response coercion propaganda silencing censorship forcing people if you don't take this jab you will not take part in society anymore you won't be able to see these people you won't be able to go through these institutions and of course it's worse in some countries than other countries right uh, I mean you basically relegated just to uh, the grocery store for now in certain countries nothing else it's it's amazing to me when they somehow they know the motivations of the people that they claim to to uh, you know to oppose them right 
You have no clue, no idea what drives those people or why they're doing what they're doing. Those people are criminals. They're not bad people. They're criminals because they literally costed millions of lives. And then should be treated. No, no, you're as costing millions as well, of lives. Those who have done that. How about fuck you? How about that? How about go fuck yourself? Hmm? How about you stay out of this? <clears throat> the very the very guy that stands to gain most financially is now like a spokesperson. And I saw the news pieces about, oh, he calls them criminals. The, you know, let's go to the guy behind the mega corporation, the big pharma company that so far has made $33 billion off of this, telling us how bad the people are. They're preventing him from, you know, selling his product more because they don't believe in his product. Go fuck yourself. Piece of shit. So I have the, uh, let me see here. Yeah, here's the one. Look, check this out. Too. This is in the same, this is in the same one. We're going to listen to the beginning of this. I think they include the, the end portion of here too. This is always where, where, where it goes with these guys. They talk about uh, how they're going to fix your DNA, right? And we showed, you know, I'm sure you guys saw when we, sh we played the, uh, uh, the logo change of Pfizer, right? How it's all pivoted towards genetics now. It's all about, you know, changing the code, updating the code, like the software life. That's what Moderna called it and stuff, right? Um, and and it's, all about, it's all about getting into your body and changing your genes. That's what it's all about, according to these people. Listen to, listen to this, what he said. <clears throat> a little bit of a text here, I guess, in the beginning, but it's coming. What other doors might this mRNA vaccine open? And, and there is a third yeah, application, please. which is for people uh, that uh, they are born with a mistake in their DNA code. And uh, there are a lot of rare diseases that uh, they are happening to people because somewhere in one gene there is one small mistake in their DNA. And uh, those people are, you know, they have to live with that until the end of their lives. And many times their life doesn't last very long because of this uh, mistake in their, in their genes. Uh, there are a lot That's how they view it now. It's, a, it's just a mistake in the genes. It's, it's nothing else, right? <clears throat> and it's like, are there people born with diseases? Yeah, absolutely. But are you going to trust that play button is right, right in line there? It looks like a clown nose on that guy. Um, it's always this that's the fix, not, you know, lifestyle or, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, nutrition, right? Doing the right, eating right, doing things that can change it or some other therapeutic thing or, so, you know, something to work with it or something. No, it's just this, it's this strict, it's just, it's just a piece of code. It's just code and you can just, you know, update it and then you inject that and then it, it starts spitting it out, right? It's transhumanism. Just a little quick reminder, this is always the route that they go down, right? Here's Klaus Schwab talking about all these guys, all these globalists, they're making money on this, they're reshaping society in their image by using the pandemic, by forcing the vaccine, by making money on the vaccine, all that stuff. are always talking about your genes. Your genes need to be updated. Here's Klaus Schwab. The difference of this forced uh, industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you if you take a genetic editing, right. uh, just as an example. It's you who exactly. are changed. Yeah. And of yeah. course, this has a big impact yeah. on your identity.
right? Do you remember uh, the guy who was behind the Milken Institute, Michael, Michael Milken? He was pardoned by Trump. Did a big uh, red eye stream on that, red eye member stream, in fact, about uh, a couple of weeks back. Michael Milken, he became this big philanthropist like these criminals do. It's a perfect trajectory, right? Super criminal, criminal, literally, you know, having a, using Wall Street and the, the what was it, junk bonds, I think was his big thing, right? Uh, causing millions of people getting unemployed. But then he shows up after being released by Trump, being pardoned by Trump after just a couple of years in prison uh, to become a big philanthropist. And see, now he wants to just, he wants to fix and help people now. And he also talked about this, Michael Milken, which coincidentally is where Fauci and uh, I don't think it was Dazak, but it was a couple of other people talking about how the public must accept this new mRNA technology, right, of gene editing, of how do we do it. It, it, Fauci even admitted in this clip, we played it a couple of times, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, back in 2019, um, how, you know, it'll take about 10 years before the public accepts this new technology, but it's going to happen, we're going to do it, all that stuff, admitting, talking about influenza as a kind of a, a way to, as a vehicle to introduce this new technology, stuff like that, right? Uh, but here's the head of that, Michael Milken, the head of the Michael uh, Milken Institute, uh, also talking about gene editing. To Jennifer Duda from my undergrad alma mater, Berkeley, and what she has done and others in CRISPR technology, she has laid the groundwork here that now we can change your genes. So if we think of it as spell check on a computer, as we're looking at all these genes you have and you have a mutation, you can go in there and change that uh, one that has the mutation back to one you want or take out the one that's giving you cystic fibrosis or some other disease or make you highly susceptible to triple negative breast cancer or some other disease. And so 10 years from now, 20 years from now, uh, you'll be able to just go and modify your genes and correct these things that give you a higher probability of coming down with a life-threatening disease. And of course, who's the designer of many of these diseases, right? This is literally the... Um, um the guy who's repairing your windows going out at night and throwing rocks to get more business, you know, on top of it too. Uh, where do these diseases come from? Who's behind them? And then they're going to come in with the fix, of course, uh, these people. You can definitely trust them because now they just want they just want to help you. That's what this is about, right? Uh, RoboThink says um, on Entropism, so was it you that covered how hospitals got a notice to expect extremely high numbers of children, 5 to 10, to be admitted with acute flaccid myelitis in the next year. N uh, I have a clip today talking about, um, well, it's not specifically children, though. It's, it's, it's overall just like how the people that are now in the ERs, uh, that it's a lie, that it's the unvaccinated. I think that's out of Belgium. Uh, I recognize that, too. I, I think I came across the story, but I don't think we played that yet, or, or if it was a clip uh, or a story, just because I, I remember that it was not the direct term um, acute flaccid my my myelitis is that uh, is that another heart issue or something right? Um, but I've heard of that uh, RoboThink. I have seen that too. Um, I know that there's some doctors that they're, they're warning about this. Right? You know, from Robert McCullough and a couple of others. Right? We have one another video here. We'll get to that in a moment as we go in talking about the heart issue and uh, you know the other vaccines that are being stopped and blocked and all that kind of stuff right now. Right? Uh, here's one clip regarding Pfizer uh, vaccine whistleblower. Uh, contacts the FDA about them falsifying data and not following up on adverse events 
uh, and they ignore. Uh, this is, again, it's, it's in the wake of the Borlas, the, the head of the Pfizer's, calling people who are organizing actively against the mass vaccination campaigns of not only the general population, but now kids. They're calling them criminals. While these people are the fucking criminals. Literally, they are the, they are the criminals. Remember this? We had uh, um, this one, you guys remember here? Back from 2009, right? Pfizer to pay $2.3 billion for fraudulent market. And this is nothing. This is, this is small potatoes for these, uh, for, for, for these companies, right? Um, I wish I had that on hand. I, I think we showed another graph a, a while back, just how much fees. Was it penalties? Was that what it was called? What's the term again? I'm just see if I can find that. Let me just search for Pfizer and see if I can find that screenshot. I, I, I took that a, a while back, right? American pharmaceutical giant Pfizer Inc. and its subsidiary Pharma, Pharmacia, an Upjohn company, um, have agreed to pay $2.3 billion, the largest healthcare fraud settlement in the history of the Department of Justice, to resolve criminal and civil liability arising from the illegal promotion of a certain pharmaceutical project, product, right? And this is just one. This is just one of them. There's a myriad of these. Let's listen to this clip here. What is going on here with this BMJ article? It's criticizing the actual vaccine trials of Pfizer. Yeah, it's really quite devastating for Pfizer, in my view. So what's come out in this BMJ investigation is a whistleblower at one of the Pfizer vaccine sites involved in the pivotal trial that was involved in ultimately making policies on rolling out their vaccine, has said that essentially on one of those sites there was evidence of falsifying data, not following up on adverse events. And what's made worse by this, um, Alex, is that the whistleblower contacted the regulator, the FDA in America, and they didn't do anything about it. Paul Thacker, the investigative journalist for the BMJ, said also, he said, where is the FBI? Why is there not a criminal investigation going into this? So this is Regulatory very concerning. Capture. That's why. But let's just take a step back for a second. For me, as a, as a doctor, as an activist, someone who's looked at research integrity over many years, it's not really that surprising, even though it's shocking, because if you look at the history of drug companies generally, there has been um, a problem for a very long time with corruption of data, hiding data yep. on harms, yep. not sharing data, which then means that doctors and patients are basically having to make decisions on biased information. Um, and when I say that this hasn't been rectified, I mean, that's the other issue. Uh, between 2009 and 2014, for example, most of the top 10, without naming an individual company, most of the top 10 pharmaceutical companies uh, paid a total of $13 billion in fines for criminal activity. That's a which screenshot involved I was looking for. Hiding data on harms, um, illegal, in, illegal marketing of drugs, for example. Um, and, uh, and there's nothing that's been done. The BMJ pointed out this before. Nothing's been done to rectify the situation. There we go. Good stuff, huh? <laughs> Crazy. One second here. Um, yeah, let's play. This is another clip here. This is, I mean, this is incredible. I still want to, I'm looking to see if I can find that screenshot. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure you're aware of that just now, how, you know, how corrupt Big Pharma is. And just that every time they literally, they bring out new products, right? I mean, you have the, the issue of just the liability being removed or they're protected, right? Protected from lawsuits. They're protected from, they're immune to, to, um, to lawsuits. Uh, when it comes to the vaccines, but in terms of other products that they release, and it, which leads to, you know, I mean, hundreds of people, more in some cases, much more than that, 
even the cumulative effects and over time and what happens to these people and what do they really die of when they die or get cancers. I mean, there's just a, there's even things we don't know the true consequences of, like what led to these people dying or getting these other diseases. Is it is it pharmaceutical related? Is it chemical related? All these kinds of things, right? But even just like you know the hard the hard data on it, like when it's a, like a direct correlation. Like yeah, they released this product, hundreds or even thousands of people, they got injured or they're dying on it, and then they just settle. They have so much money they just pay for it and then they just move along, right? Why you who share the wrong opinions on a website are considered a criminal by these people now? It's it's unbelievable. Den Mother says, yeah, indeed, Henrik, the best reply to these scumbags is a big uh, go fuck yourself in my, uh, uh, I, I'm a free person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's all you have to say sometimes. Check out this uh, next clip here uh, for more on studies being removed. Uh, they've been, they're accepted for peer review regarding the link, you know, the heart link, myocarditis, all this kind of stuff, right? And then they're just removed and they, there's no follow-up. Listen to this here. What we found, it was me and Dr. McCullough, Peter McCullough, our co-authors on this paper. We found uh, the most prevalent finding was that 19 times above background rate myocarditis was seen in children aged 12 to 15. And this is striking. I mean, 19 times, if it was five times, it would still be crazy. But 19 times is that's not something you can ignore. And the CDC and the FDA didn't, but they under underwrote it. They didn't take it seriously enough and they're still kind of brushing it. For anyone's wondering if um, COVID-induced myocarditis are higher or even equal to uh, the injection-induced myocarditis rates, they're not. You can look that up. Um, you're saying so, there's a way better chance or there's a bigger chance of getting myocarditis from the shot than from COVID. Absolutely. And, and, and way more so if you are male and if you're young. Yep. They're going for the young, young males. And again, what's the demographic that have the highest vaccination rates is the Western world, Western civilization. Uh, they're killing off our future, our future males, uh, white, white, white kids. That's what they're doing. That's what this is. Uh, fancy pants, thank you for the uh, don't over on Odyssey. I appreciate it. It's a fancy, uh, fancy icon. That is that an Odyssey coin or something? Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Robo thinks says, Oh, regarding the uh, acute flaccid myelitis, it's a polio like disease. Yeah, so wasn't that then? Was there, I know about the HIV link to you know, the, the, the vaccine, right? There the splicing of it and all that kind of stuff, you know, the or. I should say COVID, but, you know, these days we just consider the vaccine to be the the, the virus, essentially, right? Uh, so whatever effects that is, it, you know, prion disease, I've heard about that. Myocarditis, of course, heart issues, right? Uh, blood clot issues due to the fact that the liposomal uh, envelope that the uh, DNA payload, the mRNA payload is in, slices through your vessels, right? That's why you have microclots and all these kinds of weird things. And that builds up over time, right? And, 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 and slowly leads to different things. But people have, uh, you know, they they're they have to amputate legs or arms or stuff, right? Because it's just like uh, the the blood flow is cut off to certain limbs and stuff, right? Uh, but I've not heard about the pol the polio like disease link. I assume that that was said. Um, the, the the reference that you had, whether it was an article or a clip you played, or or that someone else played, that you're watching, uh, that it's a direct link then between a polio 
like disease and 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 this whatever we're seeing now it's which is uh which is interesting right uh, wasn't it bill gates too right we i think we showed that that he's he talked about uh we need a new strike team uh when there's a there's going to be a terrorist attack with smallpox right a new version of smallpox strain is going to be uh weaponized in, in a biowarfare terrorist attack or something he said and then literally like uh within that same year there had been a uh patent or something for a uh um i forget oh damn it i forget the details it was a pa either a patent or like a warning that is like new and new polio strains are arising or something you know it's always it's always the same they always give us the clue first don't they and then they you know they tell us as like oh well this um this and that is 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 something we have to watch out for, and then they're working on that very thing in the background. That's to lay the groundwork to say so that when he does show up in real world, they say, "Oh well, we knew that. We were warning about. Of course, we we warned about that." And then you realize it's these people behind it. They're planting the seeds. Uh, they're telling you ahead of time what they're planning to do. Uh, we'll return to the heart issue in a moment. I, I guess we can sneak in a couple of other things here. Um, check out this. This this is just. I mean, we. <laughs> We talked about the strip club. I think it, I think that was in Las, Ve Las Vegas. I think it was a strip club that was like giving you free lap dances uh, if you got the shot, right? Well, the uh, whorehouses in Vienna has gone one step further, and now they're offering uh, 30 minutes with a, a, a skank of your choice, but with the, uh, you know, granted, with the requirement, I guess if that's the right word, that you take the coronavirus jab. Vaccine uptake levels in Austria are among the worst in Western Europe, and there's still like something like 60%, I think they mentioned in the clip, it's still like 60-something percent. Oh, they're in the worst in Western Europe. That tells you how bad it is, right? Denmark, We I, I call that, I, did, I didn't even actually import that story here for today, bring it into the flow here. Denmark is bringing back the COVID vaccines now because of a third wave of COVID. They're bringing back the COVID passports, and I told you that they would. I told, give them a, a month, maybe two, and I think it's literally been a month and a half of freedom in Denmark. And now the COVID passports are back. And then there will be lockdowns after that because the deaths are going to keep, keep keep on coming. In the Weekend Warrior show, uh, we showed the graphs for the excess deaths, right? In uh, Scotland, in England, in Ireland, in Germany, uh, some of the most vaccinated places in the world or now for the first time, not 2020, not when this pandemic happened, but after the introduction of the vaccine, now these countries are having excess deaths, which, they're not, which they can't explain. More people are sicker than ever. They're showing up at the ER rooms, right? But it's not from COVID. People are dropping dead. They're, it, it's, I mean, it's happening. It's, it's beginning. Anyway, here's the dumb whorehouse story here. Look at this, the video. So they're offering a free 30-minute session in a sauna club, within parentheses, with the lady of their choice. Look at these, Coomer, here. Vaccine uptake levels in Austria are among the worst in Western Europe. The unjabbed are banned from visiting cafes and hairdressers. Hairdressers. Oh, that's slightly out of... Uh, let me... I have to translate there. Sorry about that. It's like slight... The subtitles are slightly out of... Uh, out of view there. Let me just zoom in like this and we can read that. 
All right, let's try this. Let me go back a second. Here we go. Check the subtitles here. I would have gotten the vaccine anyway, but the rules have certainly accelerated things a bit. You mean you mean now you get a free whore? <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? So, oh, well, things have accelerated a bit. Uh, for some reason, things are throbbing, folks, and uh, we're uh, we're getting the jab. That's right. The rules have circumstances. And since an Aquanismon organized this action, I thought, let's go for it. I think this is a perfect day because we can achieve the immunization, better immunization rates this way. That's necessary to end the pandemic at some point. Yeah, sure, man. And look at the, uh, look at how they, look at the twist here of this one. Of how the, uh, and it looks uh, like a stand-up gentleman, by the way, the, the guy who owns uh, this brothel, brothel, uh, I guess we can just call it a, let's call it a whorehouse. How about that? Uh, he's, he's also talking about this interesting, right? It's a win-win here for everybody. And I kind of mean that literally here, but, uh, apparently the, uh, brothel owner claims that, the immigrants, he, he has a, a, a broad, uh, a, a, a wide section of his clientele, clientele happens to be migrants. Big surprise, right? They're going to whorehouses in Western Europe. And so he thought if he can, and the vaccine rates are, are not as good among immigrants, he claims. So he can he can give them jabs because he can reach these people. L listen to this here. This is incredible stuff. Let me go back so you can read here. Here, here we go. That damn player is not removing that. Basically, I was looking at these statistics and I read that we need like 70-75% of vaccinated people for us to reach herd immunity. But we're currently only at 63%. I noticed that the statistics that many men with migrant background, with a migrant background, virtually refuse vaccination or don't even know that you can be vaccinated. And since we are actually reaching this target group, we decided to set up a vaccination center here. Oh my god. Holy shit. You can't make it up. Holy fuck. It's just disgusting on so many different levels, isn't it? Alright, here we go. Hope you enjoy that. Oh my god. Yep. Alright, there you go. Free free skanks with your vax. We we literally said that soon enough that's gonna come, and here we are. <laughs> it's here here we are, folks. Here it is. Anyone who thinks ICUs are full of unvaccinated patients is no longer right. This is, I think this is Belgium. A doctor in a hospital at Antwerp, Belgium, explains that all ICU patients are fully vaccinated. Uh, more subtitles here. This is the one that's auto-playing auto earlier, but this is uh, important as well. Hey, you in Genting, is there zelfs nog radicaler over. For wie trouwens zou denken dat de intensieve zorg nu volgt met niet-gevaccineerden, dat klopt niet langer. Bij ons op dit moment uh, zien wij toch wel uh, een grote meerderheid. Doctor says here, right now here we see that the majority of patients have breakthrough infections. Dat is zogenaamde doorbraakinfecties. Hè. Dat is anders dan een aantal. Very different from a few weeks ago. Weken geleden, hè, toen wij inderdaad. When the majority of the ICU was still unvaccinated. I'm not even, I'm even doubting that. But right now, that is not true anymore. Niet gevaccineerde patiënten op intensieve hadden. Op dit moment is dat niet meer zo. The patients in the ICU of our hospitals in GZA, whatever that's probably the local hospital there in Antwerp. I checked it yesterday. Are all vaccinated? Ik heb het gisteren nog nagekeken. Die zijn eigenlijk allemaal gevaccineerd. There you go. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. So they're at least are whoops slipping up and and giving a little. 
giving you a clue there. In Belgium, I have another clip. I hope we can get to it later. Uh, rents, uh, sorry, not rents. What was his name again? Uh, I ha I put it up on the Telegram. Yeah, Van Van Rantz is his name. He was the head of the the Belgian flu czar, or like the guy overseeing the flu, the the dealing of the swine flu, uh, a few years ago, and he's just blatantly, openly admitting in this lecture that he did at Chatham House, another globalist, you know, coordination body with globalists going and 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 uh, you know talk about their plans essentially. He admitted that they're using you know obfuscation and fear and all these things to get people vaccinated for the for the uh, swine flu. But that's another story from. Uh, Belgium that we have a little bit later here. I have a couple of other things I want to play first. Uh, and this has to do then with, uh, I guess we can show, we can show this here first too, right? So we've had Sweden, Sweden, Norway, and Denmark at least for a while. It was unclear if they fell, fell back into the, the trap again. Uh, of banning Moderna's vaccinated for vaccine for people that are 30 or under. The fact that they still, with a straight face, continue to give it to someone who's 31 years old then is is just it's just beyond uh, to me how, how they can get away with that. But w whatever, I, I'll take it. But of course, they're going to get AstraZeneca instead. They're going to get Pfizer instead. They're going to get all these other ones, right? So it's not good enough. But it's to show you that they didn't have a fucking clue. And they've started the mass vaccination campaign of literally billions of people, and now they're falling back on doing research, right? COVID-19 vaccines and myocarditis link probed by researchers. Several theories are under investigation seeking to explain heart inflammation conditions among small numbers of vaccinated. It, don't worry about it. It's just a small number of people, folks. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And so to add to this now, then Germany and France restrict Moderna's COVID vaccine for under 30s over rare heart risk. Rare heart risk. Do you remember this guy, Robert Hart? We showed, this guy, we showed him a while back. He was the one who was talking about the, uh, was it the anal swab or something? We made fun of him at the time. Anyway. Despite surging cases, Germany's Vaccine Advisory Board on Wednesday recommended against using Moderna's COVID-19 shot in people under 30 due to evidence suggesting a very small risk of heart inflammation. Joining France and a string of other European countries restricting the vaccine as coronavirus cases across the continent soar to record levels. Well, why do they do that? Because the vaccine doesn't work. It's not even intending to work. Uh, so Odyssey here, the uh, the thin red line, a donation. Thank you, I appreciate that. He says, thank you, Red Eyes for what. Uh, thank you, Red Eyes for what you do. It would be great if you could put some of the links to the clips you use. Um, yeah, I could share. I could start sharing the uh, the Google Doc or something like that, um, or even per request, send us an email, uh, Red Eyes at Protomel.com. Um, Maybe doing under it could be just I, sometimes I don't like it. There's a string of links under, like in the description text or something on the website. But um, but I can do like one link to the doc or something. Yeah, this is not a bad idea. That way uh, you guys can can uh, you know download or share other clips if you see them and stuff like that. Uh, I can start uh, start doing that. That should not be a problem. Thank you for the uh, uh, the tip. Let me check uh, entropy here. Plus Delizo says the chosenites talking about the Amish now course, uh, know that white males are the only obstacle to their plan of total world domination, which is why 
they target us. I would not be surprised. I, uh, it's definitely not something to rule out, and it definitely seems plausible at this point. It, it, you know, I mentioned this in the Weekend Warrior show, uh, but the only way that this makes sense between the hypocrisy, the contradictions, the obfuscation, the propaganda, the censorship, the blatant lying, the the you know the throw, throwing of the frog in the boiling water. I mean, they're moving so fast now; they don't even care anymore. The only way that this makes sense is if you take into account that they want to kill us. It's it's the only way that this makes sense of how they move this fast, what they're what they're doing, and the the, the contradictions, as I said, the hypocrisy, uh, just the coercion, propaganda, censorship, all that stuff. Uh, it's horrific. It's absolutely horrific. Horrific. Uh, Shadow government says free Kyle Rittenhouse. Indeed. Maybe Friday we can play some clips here from the. Uh, God, I wish the Charlottesville trial had some had video too. It's just a big shame. I, maybe if someone does record those, the call in that you can do, if someone records that and there's an archive of that, um, please send me that. Maybe there's a, like a Telegram channel or something that's like actually recording that and archiving or, or, or someone, or maybe they're uploading it somewhere. Uh, Redice at protonmail.com. If you can send me an email, if you know that, that someone has done that, I would love that because that could be, there's some things in there that has. Um, I've seen other people report about, write about. Uh, I've, I've seen some things that people talk about what happened, and I haven't had time to wade through all of that myself yet. Uh, and you know, with so many other high-profile cases at this, the Arbor, Arbor case, right? That's begun too, and then there's a Kyle Rittenhouse case, and I feel that the Charlottesville case is kind of a little shaded because of that, right? It's in the shade, it's in the shadow of these other more high-profile ones, but it's of course very important, right? Uh, okay. So let's see here. What else do we want to do here? We wanted to play. So let me play a little bit of this, and then I can take. A, I can actually go use the restroom real quick here too, uh, while we play this. Now it's longer clip, but we can. St let's start playing it. It's a, a mother who had her uh, beautiful child taken. Here you can see the screenshot in the thumbnail of her right there. Uh, Haley was her, her name. I think she was twenty-eight years old. And her grieving mother is talking and explaining a little bit what happened and stuff like that. Uh, it's a bit longer. We'll see if we play it all. I'm, I'm still I'm, I'm running late a little bit here, but I want you to hear a little bit of it, okay? Um, so let's uh, let's play a part of this here. Let me see. I think there's some text in the beginning here. Hand the mic to hear it. Okay, here we go. Okay. Um, my name is she took the Moderna shot, her daughter, by the way, too, and she passed away. Sean Link, and I live in Evansville, Indiana. <laughs> think about a good start there. Think, think about who the fucking okay. criminals are Try when you watch harder. this, by the way. Thank you for inviting me to share Haley's story. First of all, I must say <clears throat> that my angel would not want all the attention being focused on her. <sighs> but she would want that attention to be uh, for this event to be given to God. God be the glory. My husband and I have three beautiful girls. Casey is 40. Jackie is 38, and Haley is forever 28. We have been blessed with three wonderful son-in-laws, 
and four awesome grandchildren as well, but we are broken. Haley graduated from the University of Evansville with an undergrad degree in 2015 in athletic training. And in 2018, she graduated with her doctoral degree in physical therapy, and she worked so hard. She married her high school sweetheart. <laughs> On November 10th, of 2018. Next week would be their third anniversary. None of us are prepared to live the rest of our lives without Haley. The morning of January 21st was the beginning of the worst days of our lives. Haley received the Moderna ejection the morning of January 19th. Her employer hosted the event and Walgreens administered the injections. The elderly and healthcare workers were among the first to receive the injection. Haley and her immediate family thought she was doing the responsible thing. She worked with the elderly and she was a type one diabetic. We were told, as all of us were told, that this vaccine was safe and effective. No more masks and no more chance of getting sick. CDC guidelines were, if they haven't changed them again to fit their narrative, that those with underlying health issues such as heart disease, cancer, diabetes should get the injection. However, in the same paragraph, the CDC says, the safety of this injection is not yet known for those with autoimmune disorders. Well, folks, guess what? That paragraph's an oxymoron. Diabetes is an underlying health condition as well as an autoimmune disorder. I do not know if Haley was given the opportunity for informed consent. On January 20th, the day of her first injection, Haley woke up 6.30 in the morning, nauseated and vomiting. This continued all day according to her husband she knew her body, and she knew she had to drink replacement electrolytes and had been doing that all day. As the evening progressed, her husband offered to take her to the ER, but she thought she felt, just felt bad from the injection and could sleep off the discomfort. She stayed in the bathroom because of the vomiting, and he kissed her and went to bed at 11 p.m. Coroner put her time of death between 1 a.m. and 2 Evan found her at 6.30 that morning. <laughs> the coroner ruled her death as diabetic ketoacidosis. Nothing to do with Haley's the vaccine. sister Jackie Incredible. is also a type 1 diabetic. And her oldest sister Casey was gestationally diabetic. We have dealt with this disease with our daughters and have seen a lot. Jackie in the past has been a diabetic um, has been in diabetic ketoacidosis at least four times a year for a period of at least five years. She did not take care of herself. I've seen that, and I know that if Haley was in DKA at 11 p.m. 
on the 20th, she would not have been able to communicate and her husband would have, would have known and she would have been as limp as a noodle. And I've seen it, folks, I've seen it. But she wasn't. She was communicating with him. I personally think the Moderna injection caused the abrupt death and certainly did cause her blood did. sugar to rise. Yep. County coroner ruled her death as diabetic ketoacidosis and told me that there was not enough data, quote, out there, unquote, to determine whether or not the Moderna injection caused her death. Haley has never been in diabetic ketoacidosis since diagnosis 22 years ago. And I'm hopefully working with a pathologist that can give us some answers, no matter what they are. After Haley's death, I was contacted via Facebook by lots of complete strangers. So much so, I deleted my account for quite some time. Some of those were just nosy, and others truly cared. And instinct told me those that who were sincere. Several of those caring ladies are in this room tonight. My point being, one of the contacts was a Dr. Human Norchasm, a retired physician out in New York. He was not an anti-vaxxer, but he had advised FDA and... It's perfectly fine to be an anti-vaxxer. Don't let that... Uh, <clears throat> don't ever say that. Oh, I'm not an anti... I know you probably don't, you guys, but anyway, that's not the point of it here. I don't want to interject, but, you know, most of it is garbage, Okay. Most of it is just trash and garbage, and we don't need it for the most part. And I'm talking about the adjuvants when it comes to the other ones. But anyway, this is not the point. Let's, let's CDC, that not all people were good candidates for the injection. For instance, he said people who had been exposed to COVID recently and then take the injection are at risk, as well as some other health conditions. Dr. Norchasm was also against the drive-through injection process because patients weren't being properly screened nor informed. He sent me a video clip of his appearance on Tucker Carlson's show. I can share that video upon request. Sadly to say, Dr. Norchasm's professional advice was dismissed. Haley's employer's human relations department called the day after her death and wanted to know if she had health issues. Then they called again and left me a voicemail, two days after her death, mind you, while we were at the funeral home making her arrangements. She wanted to know what the coroner said about Haley's death. We all know where this is going. They were already worried about their liability. Yep, see, th this is what I was talking about. The, the company who did this are worried. They're worried that they have to compensate or pay or they're going to be sued or something, right? And that's why this is a route that you, you should take. If you're in a situation like this uh, and a company that's forcing it upon you, you need to ensure that they sign the paperwork drafted by an attorney, whatever, you know, whatever, in whatever way you want to do this. Maybe there's temp there are templates out there now, even like legal templates you can use that explicitly states that if, if, if I'm injured because of this thing you're forcing on me, you need to be liable and held accountable, right? And most of them will not do that. Most of them will deny that, and they will not do that. And then, you know, there's a question of, well, who's liable then if something happens here, right? Said she needed to know whether or not to shut down the clinic 
are proceed with giving injections. Yeah, please keep doing Steve, it. Yeah, keep keep giving them. It's totally fine. Steve, my husband, who is here in the room, is more tactful with words than I, and he returned her call. Now, wouldn't you agree with me that error on the side of shutting down the clinic is an absolute no-brainer? I don't think I could have said it that eloquently, so it was best that Steve returned the call. Now, our government is trying to bully citizens and take this injection, segregating those vaxxed and unvaxxed and illegally mandating these injections. We can't let this happen. We just can't. Instead, the government mandating injections, the government needs to be banning these injections. Yes. Five Scandinavian countries have halted vaccines for those under the age of 30 because of myocarditis and pericarditis events. And now Germany and France, too. My mother's gut instinct is in the red zone. This all goes so much deeper than any of us could ever imagine. I follow Dr. Pierre Corey, and he has testified before a Senate hearing that there was no need for a vaccine because proven therapeutics were available but banned by doctor hospital protocol. He also states that up to 100 members of Congress and their families were treated with ivermectin protocol after being diagnosed with COVID. Why is this protocol available only to a few? There's an awesome video clip that was shown on One American News Network Sunday, excuse me, Saturday evening that professionally complies all of these disastrous, disastrous and illicit events that have transpired in our country. These are indeed, in my opinion, crimes against humanity. I will share that link as well upon request. Blocking these proven therapeutics to be able to get an FDA emergency use authorization for an mRNA vaccine to a company in business for 10 years, and I'm referring to Moderna, and they've never received an approval for any drug. How can this continue? And I might add something that Dr. Stock says, these drugs didn't make it out of proper testing. A thorough testing. The animals died. How can this continue to happen? And then approval for jabs for five years and up. Yep. And you know, a mandate Fucking for that criminal. group is just right around the corner. Dr. Rubin on the FDA panel said, we're never going to know about how safe these vaccine, that this vaccine is until we start giving it. That's the way it goes. That kind of sounds like Nancy Pelosi saying to, to pass the Affordable Care Act and read it later. You have Dr. To pass Peter it McCullough, to see what's in a famous cardiologist intern, and internist from Dallas, Texas, recently stating, and this is so significant to me, there is zero tolerance for electively taking a drug or new vaccine than dying. Oh, my Lord. I have panic attacks when I think of my grandchildren being forced to take this injection. Yep, yep. So here we are, mandated to take an injection that millions of citizens don't want, an injection that is approved, approved for emergency use only, with no knowledge of complete ingredients nor long-term effects. 
We are in big pharma's control, whether we know it or not, or whether we signed up for it or not. Yeah, well, the CEO is making money <clears throat> money on this. Making money on your, I mean, Pfizer, okay, Moderna, you know, two different companies. But at this point, it's kind of, it's kind of the, it's just merged into the same thing. Because you can mix and match, doesn't matter now, just take one. You need to take one. It's about the, not the one vaccine, it's about get vaccinated with whatever they're offering, right? They're making, the point is them, collectively, are making money on your daughter's death and while they're calling you a criminal for organizing against it. That's where we are right now. That's, it's where in, it's an incredible time to be alive, folks. It's, it's just, it's, it's incredible. Never seen anything like it. We know it kills and we know it disables. One thing COVID did do, it cured the flu and the common cold. The next revelation is something that really upsets me. The 25 deaths reported, reportedly caused by the swine flu injection were enough to recall that injection. Yep, 25. If you go to openvares.com, we are now at 17,619 deaths caused by the COVID vaccine, as well as 837,593 adverse events reported as a result of these vaccines. The European database for adverse events reports 28,000 deaths and over 2.5 million adverse events. My daughter's death has been minimized to a few ink dots on a page. And studies show that only 1 to 10% of these events get reported. So you can add zeros accordingly. So why are these injections um, being, or so why are these injections being recalled? If these injections were safe and effective, there would never be a need for a mandate. That's true. We've lost our beautiful daughter, who was just getting started, to experience her marriage, her career, her future children, and all the events that we will never be able to share with her. Holidays and birthdays since her death have been brutal. She was a daughter, granddaughter, sister, niece, cousin, sister-in-law, daughter-in-law, aunt, wife, and a friend of many. We all are left all of us a shell of our former selves. I can't describe the nagging pain. I have, with the knowledge that her death, I feel, was in vain. I wake up every day with the same gut pain I had when we were told Haley passed, and the cycle starts all over again, and I'm only one person. There are so many similar stories. Haley's death has affected a lot of people. And this paragraph was for Senator Braun, but I understand he's not here. And I was telling, wanting to tell you that the amount of people that were affected, um, the beginning of Haley's funeral procession started at the south end of University Parkway. University Parkway, um, is a parkway that connects Highway 66 to Highway 62 and provides a more direct route to USI between the two highways. 
Haley's funeral procession began at the south end of the parkway and ended, and ended at the north end, a constant line of cars as far as you could see. I'm certainly not bragging, and I know Haley wouldn't either, but I just wanted to make the point of how many people her death did affect. And I was hoping that Senator Brown would be able to take this information to work with him and do what's good for the best and the greater good of mankind. During the Mike Lindell Symposium this past summer, there was a segment on vaccine deaths. Haley's story from a blog was on the Jumbotron. I did not see it, but a friend of mine did. Out of all the stories that could have been shown, it was her story. And I kind of took that as a divine sign from my girl that she needed justice. She does Thank need justice. Thank you for lending me your ear. All of them. And I'll end by telling my new pals, thank you for your prayers. Haley always called her friends her pals. So that's what I'll call you, my new pals. Hashtag stop the mandates. Hashtag recall the vaccines. Hashtag let's go, Brandon. All right, there you go. Yeah. All right. Oof, that's rough. And that's one, folks. That's one. One of these numbers here, which you we probably could add zeros to at this point. We know. We know. The studies have been done. We show the clips of how inaccurate VARES is. Not because people are going in there, which... The TYTs and these people are suggesting that people just, they're just randomly going into VARES now and submitting death reports and stuff just to, you know, spread misinformation or whatever. It's quite the opposite that's true. When there's been serious research done on this, it indicates that many of the adverse reactions are not reported by doctors, neither are the family members of those that do have adverse reactions or if someone died, for example. And it's speculated anywhere from 1% to 10% are only reported. And it's probably closer to 1 than to 10, by the way. It's important to hear some of these stories sometimes of, of getting closer, of just like, that's just one. That's one we heard. If, if this, let's assume just that number is true right there, 18,000, right? You have 18,077 more stories like that to listen to. 18,000 more stories like that to listen to. And that's and that's not probably that's not even that's not even like beginning to deal with the with with the real with the real numbers and the issue, right? So there she is on the left, right there. Beautiful young woman, twenty eight years old. All right. Uh, Plasma over on Odyssey says, if these vaccines are safe and effective, there wouldn't need to be a mandate. Is a serious point. Yes, it is. It's a, it's a very good point. Uh, if it worked, why do we need boosters? The very point that they have to wheel out boosters is the proof that it doesn't work. Right? Hans Oldman over on uh, Entropy Stream says, uh, great work and great content. Well, thank you. Thank you for the support. I appreciate it. Thank you for watching. Okay. I didn't know if I we were going to play all of that, but it's definitely, definitely worth it, I think. To get uh, to get closer to some of these, right? So here's the other thing now that's going to happen when it comes to the these mandates and stuff, right? Uh, 
uh, OSHA in the U.S., this body that's working, that's under the Department of Labor, uh, has a very small size, manpower-wise. They can't go out and enforce all of these things on their own, despite the fact that this is what they've said they're going to do. But therefore, the Biden regime is now trusting on so-called whistleblowers to help to snitch, snitch, let's call it what it is, snitches, to people working in places to snitch on their employer uh, and to t- or the conditions, excuse me, the conditions or whatever it is we're looking at, and to go tell OSHA and, and, and other authorities to get employers in trouble if they don't, you know, fold to this, basically, right? And, of course, as usual, the mainstream media calls them whistleblowers. Like, like this is on par of someone who worked for uh, that third company. What was it called again? The one that uh, Pfizer um, was behind, right? Or, or Pfizer contracted them. I forget what they were called. The... Venetia or something. I forget what it was called. Uh, but it was that, that go-between. That was a, that was a whistleblower. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, Julian Assange is a whistleblower. You know what I mean? There, there's many of other, uh, other of these types of people, right? Yeah, v- Ventavia. Ventavia Research Group. That's what, what, what I think it was a woman uh, who came from that, right? And she ended up being fired. We talked about the story here just the other day. Uh, for warning how numbers were falsified, there was slow, if not, to non-follow-up on adverse reactions and all that kind of stuff, and she started taking these, you know, uh, complaints seriously and and approaching the right people about it, and then, of course, she was fired, right? Um, It says here, to enforce President Joe Biden's new COVID-19 vaccine regulation, and as far as I know, it isn't a regulation, it's an ETS, an emergency temporary standard, which I think is the uh, correct for it, is not a law. It's not a. This is what I call it. What a mandate? What even? What even is that? A mandate? You're mandated to blah blah. Well, is it the law? Is it? Is it the law? Show me the law. Where's the law that says that I have to do this? The the labor department is going to need a lot of help to enforce this. Its Occupational Safety and Health Administration (OSHA) doesn't have nearly enough workspace safety inspectors to do the job. The 490-page completely overbloated, ridiculous regulation will cover American businesses with at least 100 workers or about 84 million employees in all. So the government will rely upon a core of informers to identify violations of the orders, snitches, snitch, and you will be reported. Remember or uh, rewarded. Remember the uh, L.A. Um, mayor. Employees will presumably be concerned enough to turn. Uh, in their own employers, if their co-workers go unvaccinated or fail to undergo weekly tests to show they're virus-free. Well, that's not how it works. You do not get, get virus-free because you get vaccinated, right? But this is still continuing to be the language that they use. Complete lies. They're just lying to you. Just lying. Lying you right in the face. And we have the data to prove it. What's not known is just how many employees will be willing to accept some risk to themselves or their job security for blowing the whistle on their own employers. Without them, though, experts say government would find it hard to achieve its goals of requiring tens of millions of workers at large businesses to be fully vaccinated by January 4 or be tested weekly and wear a mask on the job. So basically, coordinate with the people working at your workplace if you're in this situation 
And then basically, if there's someone you can't rely or trust, fire them. And the whole workforce just have to have a unified front. And this is very hard. This is extremely hard in these times. I, I understand that, right? Basically, just say, yeah, we've done it. Yeah, we're, we're fine. Yeah, no, we're, we got that covered. Yep, we're, we got it done. It's all good. We're compliant. Black Phillips says, huge white pill is Moderna stock has tanked this week. That is true. Thanks to the Norse that was banning it for over 30 years. Uh, for uh, I was uh, under 30 years, right? But yeah, I get your point. And now France uh, and Germany also follows. Yep. The regime is totally distancing itself from uh, Moderna now. Yeah, I mean, it, something happened there with terms of it looks like Moderna was the they were like the progenitors of the technology. The the uh, those are the ones who like launched it to brought it into mass consciousness. But now Pfizer has taken over that role entirely. It's also coinciding with the advent of these pills, right? The Merck, uh, the brown pill, right? The, which also, of course, is as we've documented and, and talked about, uh, as as the researchers, the scientists that looked at these, studied this, uh, confirmed that it basically. Uh, High, with high probability, it will lead to birth defects. It can it attaches itself to mammalian uh, uh, cells, especially in women's bodies. Then, right, but other uh, infertility issues and cancer as well. By the way, tied to this thing, it it works by apparently um, making new vari uh, variants, new strains, mutating it. Sorry, that's the right term. It's mutating the virus, right? So it's literally creating new mutations. The pill is going to create new mutations of the virus, which they hope will kill the virus. Well, what if it doesn't? What if the mutation that it spawns is a stronger virus, right? Anyway, you get the point. And now it's, of course, the Pfizer's. Uh, we have a thing on that later, too. How the Well, the advancy, uh, is it this one here? I guess this, yeah, here we go. We could talk about it now then. Uh, Pfizer's COVID-19 pills are, are, are coming, but it's no substitute for vaccines, disease experts say. That's right. So you still, even though you're going to have to take this pill now too, twice a day or whatever the hell it was, tw twice a week or something, um, you also have to go, to, you also have to be vaccinated. That's what's going to happen here. Pfizer has added on an additional thing in addition to the vaccines and the boosters for people to start taking. I haven't looked at this. I, I haven't seen any studies on this yet. If it does very similar things like the Merck thing does with, you know, modifying your the the, uh, uh, the virus and then you know creating new uh, new mutant mutations and then and then what that what happens to your DNA when 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 they do that right? But it's all about DNA right now. It's all about editing your DNA. So I would assume this would be in the same ballpark basically. But but that remains to be seen. But basically, yes, new pills, all these things, and the vaccines. That's what we're going to see. Um, yeah. So yeah, exactly. Black Philip. The, the the point there is the these. There's a combination of things that led to this, uh, uh, you know, collapse in the stock of many of these companies. Pfizer, as far as I know, has not done that. That they're still remain strong, which is now the that's the big that's the big problem here. Basically, it's Pfizer, Pfizer, and their issue of with regulatory capture, right? And that's why you don't see anything anybody fighting back against it. That's why you see people like Scott Gottlieb go straight from the uh, head of the FDA over into the board of Pfizer, right? It's just so corrupt. It's just beyond corrupt. Uh, it, it's controlled by Pfizer, right? And I'm sure, by the way, did you guys see the uh, Monopoly video? I linked it up on our Telegram. Um, very good, basically showing a BlackRock, Vanguard, uh, and then there was a couple of other companies, holding companies that were competing on the third spot. Uh, State Street Investments, was it? State Street uh, something. 
and Berkshire Hathaway was basically like competing on the third or fourth uh, place of basically owning and controlling everything, right? And it was underlined in that documentary, Monopoly, Who Owns the World, was the was the uh, uh, title of it. Um, and overall, very good. There was some, some kind of semi-cringe things in there, but overall, very good, right? Uh, is it the same with... Um, let me just see here real quick. Let me do this on the fly. I didn't intend to do, the, do this, but let me see if we can find... Maybe Yahoo Finance has that done. Um, who is the main holding company? Who's the... Uh, who is Who owns Pfizer and BioNTech? Or who, or who has the most stock in that, right? Is it an institutional investor? Is it uh, a holding company? I don't think they stand on their own, right? All right, I'll look that up in a moment here. Maybe someone knows. In, in Give me in, in chat if you know. Odyssey or Entropy, get, uh, let me know there. But I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it goes back to them. It, it, someone probably owns more than 50% of the stock in Pfizer, and it's probably Vanguard and or BlackRock, I would assume. Um, but anyway, I'll look that up later because I'm, I'm getting off track here. Um, okay. Israel to hold COVID-19 war games on Thursday, so tomorrow. A national exercise called the Omega Exercise. How about that? You guys remember the Omega Man? I linked that up the other day regarding the vaccine. That was, of course, it was that was what was saving everybody. But in reality, of course, it's the vaccine that's turning everybody into zombies, right? GMO vaccines, prion disease. It's it's coming, folks. H- hang tight. Stand by. Stand by for a zombie apocalypse. The Omega exercise in Israel will be held on Thursday to prepare the country for the next coronavirus outbreak. Israel will hold a national exercise on Thursday to evaluate how prepared the country is for the next COVID-19 outbreak. The Prime Minister's office said the exercise, which is, uh, which the office said will be held in the format of a war game, has been named the Omega Exercise. Prime Minister Naftali Bennett has regularly referred to the Omega strain. I didn't even know that. The next COVID-19 variant that has not yet been discovered. Yeah, the Omega strain. And then you have the Andromeda strain, right? The state of Israel is in excellent shape. Not according to your death rates, buddy. We have beaten the fourth wave. Press X to doubt. And we have, and we are on the verge of leaving the Delta variant behind, the Prime Minister said. At the same time, we are always looking to the future. Although the health minister reported only 475 new cases of COVID-19 on Wednesday and had serious uh and, and serious patients have dipped under 150. Health experts have said that another wave could surface sometime in the winter. Yeah, I mean, it's it's coming here soon. Isn't this a... a yeah, November 10th. Okay, well, it's, maybe it's not winter quite yet then in, in Israel. I mean, it's autumn, right? But still, we're like, we're, we're getting there. Maybe it's, war not, maybe it's warm enough still there. Maybe you have to went, wait till like January or something for that really to start kicking in. Uh, Israel is allowing an individual vaccinated tourist and is... Uh, Israel is allowing in, sorry, individual vaccinated tourists and is rolling out an outline for visitors that have uh, only had two shots of the vaccine. That's right. They're what? They're on their fourth booster now, which also could lead to new variants entering the country. Yeah, well, I would worry more about the vaccine doing that. The exercise will include representations from a senior level officials and teams from across ministries and sectors. It will evaluate preparedness in the health, legal, economic, internal, security, travel and communication realms and will look at specific policies for how to handle gatherings, quarantine, events, tourism and more. The office said that the exercise will be led by the Defense Commission Brig- Brigadier General 
uh, Moshe Edry and held at the National Management Center in Jerusalem. While in some places in the world the coronavirus situation is deteriorating, Israel is safe and secure, Bennett said. <laughs> to maintain this and to continue our daily routines, we must keep our finger on the pulse and prepare for any scenario. I think they might be very uh, gung-ho about doing eugenics on their own population and take out the weak and undesirables. They've done this in the past, and this is one of the reasons why their own leadership uh, left them uh, left them at the table uh, when Germany expelled them and, and that whole debacle started with the transfer agreement and stuff. We've talked about that in the past, right? you got to keep in mind, this is not like there's still a, a large uh, orthodox segment, for example, the Hasidic segment. They're, they're not doing these vaccines. They're, they're post Some of the leadership has been, uh, you know, encouraging it apparently in some areas, like in New York and stuff. But there's also that other thing that Robert Malone went out, come out the other day and talked about that they had been uh, test, they've been doing testimony at, at, at one of these uh, synagogues or something. Again, I didn't intend to talk about it, but but damn it, here we are, right? Uh, now, I saw people, I saw other people in the comments to his tweet. Let me show this real quick. But I, I'm making the point that it's like, you know, like eugenics or like taking out undesirables among their own population of like old, unhealthy and stuff, you know. But who knows? Maybe they're getting something different. Maybe there's a different type of vaccine. I, who knows? Anything's open for possibility here, right? But um, yeah, this was the news story about it. Rabbinical court decrees mRNA jab absolutely forbidden for children, adolescents, young men, and women. Now, this is out of New York, right? And Robert Malone was there testifying, as you can see in the image there. And I listened to part of that testimony. Now, someone in the comments to Malone's tweet about this thing. This is the tweet they had here. Oh, okay. They, okay, just links to Malone. Okay. Um, they said, there is no rabbinical court in New York or something, and this is bogus. It seems to be some kind of in internal fighting there. I think it's a few selected rabbis who are overseeing certain parts of, like, you know, Crown Heights or something, right? There was a couple of different places. Let me see if this one loads here. This might be... No, that doesn't load. That's too bad. Okay. Sorry, it was a PDF there. Yeah, here's the tweet here from... Uh, uh, Dr. Robert Malone, Hasidic rabbinical court decision, Hebrew version. This may help with the religious exemptions, particularly for children. And then someone's up. Um, yeah, as a member of the Hasidic community, we have no idea who these rabbis are or who's in this rabbinical court, right? There, there were comments like that. So I'm not sure what's going on with, with that. But anyway, he did testify. It said, well, there were some rabbis there. But the point is, that community is very uh, hesitant, at least a large segment of it. Uh, towards that, right? And so th there's also a lot of the, uh, I guess, the liberal, more um, secular uh, portion, I guess, of, of the population in Israel that's going for the COVID jab. And maybe that's part of it. Who, who knows what how they're playing this, right? But uh, anyway, that's happening in Jerusalem. Um, let me see here. Uh, Archie says, FBI arrested James O'Keefe and confiscated devices after he turned Biden's daughter's diary over to authorities. Interesting. Uh, this is updated from the last video. Then we played a video in the Weekend Warrior show that shows that he talked about how his reporters were being um, ha harassed right, by FBI, which basically validate, v validates, sorry, uh, validates the diary. A Ashley Biden's, was it Ashley? The Ashley Bi uh, Biden's diary, right? of how Joe Biden took inappropriate showers with her. He, she, he molested her. He's a, pedo, he's a pedo. 
is an incestual, incestuous pedophile, allegedly. The FBI obviously is collecting and cons uh, concealing or destroying evidence that incriminates the left like they did on Epstein's island. Yeah, it, it's it's the, because it goes high up. It, it's, it's all interconnected. These networks and things and what's happening and who they have to cover for and stuff. And that's part of why they're doing it. And the FBI is part of that problem. As we talked about, right, the, the very agents that were slated to investigate the uh, Nasser case, the Olympics Committee, right? <laughs> the very FBI agent that was slated to investigate about that first covered it up, lied about it, didn't report on it properly, and then he asked to go work for the guy. After he found out that Nasser, head of the women's Olympics team, is fingering little girls, the FBI agent went to seek a job position with that guy. What does that tell you? Right? But yeah, you're absolutely right, Archie. But I, I didn't hear the latest that he's actually arrested now, James O'Keefe. I, I'm, yes, they don't like the guy. He's he's take him out. It's a big he's a big problem, huge problem. Um, I might play Van Rants a bit later. That's an interesting clip. Um, uh, let's do this then. Let's play. Uh, let's return to Bill Gates. Thank you, Archie. By the way, I appreciate that. Let's play some Bill Gates. Here's one on Odyssey. I don't want to miss those. The Renunciate says, I'd like to see stats on which races are most affected by adverse reactions and deaths. Could it be one with more uh, yeah, ACE, ACE2 or ACE2 receptors, i.e. Europeans? So I've, it was just a tweet. I would love to see the data on that, but someone said, well, I get ahead of myself. They were talking about COVID-19, but if you're of my ilk, you kind of you believe that there's an interplay between the vaccine and, and what they now call COVID-19, right? Because of the fact that the vaccine is producing, is causing your body to produce one of the spiked proteins that makes up this virus. So it essentially becomes at least part, I mean, it is the virus because it's acting that way. It's, it's, it's producing the same effects, right? Uh, in your body. But according to that, uh, that tweet, and it was an English study or something, but apparently there was like, Indians and people of even Indians and even East East East, uh, East Asians that were more susceptible to, uh, and they framed it as COVID nineteen, right? So you could, if you want to, you can make a division between the vaccine and, and, and that. But you know, if that's to account for anything, but that was that was weird. That was kind of interesting, right? Uh, I have to confirm that's if that's true or not. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if at least somewhere along the line there will be gene-specific uh, either cures for diseases that they bring out or diseases in and of themselves, right? Uh, so here's Bill Gates uh, talking at the Policy Exchange interview. And uh, head, on, head on over there and uh, dislike that while you, uh, while you still can before they uh, remove the, uh, the, ratio, the uh, numbers there behind that. Um, speaking about essentially that we need a new way of doing the vaccines. So, so billions of people have now been given COVID shots, right? They will will this out, and now he says, for some reason, we need to do it a new way of doing it. Listen to this. 2015, that I gave the uh, TED talk and wrote a number of papers. Uh, the uh, person asking him the question here is asking him, basically, you just miraculously managed to predict all of this with COVID-19. How do you, how did you do that, Bill? Or, you know, the, the take us back, Bill, and what has things been like during the, the, the rollout of the vaccine here? 
So he's talking about how he, yeah, back in 2015, I just I wrote the articles, I went to TED Talk and, and talked about all of this, basically, right? Little coincidental. Titled, We're Not Ready uh, for the Next Pandemic. And sadly, that was uh, a better forecast of what would happen than uh, anyone would have wished for. You know, the Look at the smirk when he says that. Look at the smirk when he says that. For the next pandemic. And sadly, that was... Uh, a better forecast of what would happen than uh, anyone would have wished for. You know, the economic damage. The if you think Bill Gates is just a front man, I mean, look at the, or, or, or maybe kind of insignificant in this, but it's still true. You know, I know there's a lot of, you know, conservatives and stuff. They talk about George Soros and stuff like that all the time. But you have to understand just how much power these these people wield with these organizations, right? The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation uh, the Open Society Foundations from George Soros. The Monopoly video, uh, it's on our Telegram. Make sure you, you're, you're sub to us over there because it's, it's a good platform, uh, at least for now. T.me slash Red Eyes TV. Uh, join us over there. We link up good videos and articles and stuff in addition to all the shows. And you can watch our videos there and stuff too. Uh, but uh, in that Monopoly who rules the world, he, he, he goes through and just shows you just how much, how much information in the form of news primarily, but also in terms of policy and um, direction that NGOs and things like that, how they manage to steer the world, right? And, and and just how much power someone like Bill Gates actually has. He's a he's a front man, yes, he's a face, he's out there, but the but the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, even if even if that's a let's assume that that's a front then for some other group, the point is they have a finger in virtually every single pie, right? You look at information distribution, how the media cover things, and you look at things at like the Google News Initiative. You look at things like the European, was it the News, news Agency or News Initiative, right? In addition to like Reuters, AP, AFP, and all these things. And they're all getting money from Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, right? They're all getting money from the George Soros Open Foundation, right? You're going to find out why it's such a monolithic view that we're getting in the mainstream media. That's in addition to the ethnic interests that are pushed through the makeup of those that are dominating the media segment. But on the but behind of that, you have things like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and of course George Soros ties into that earlier category that I talked about with this Open Open Society Foundations. Anyway, I digress. Let's go back to uh, to Bill. Bill. Kill. Yeah. Kill Gates. The deaths, Kill Bates. It's been completely horrific, and I would expect that will lead the R&D budgets to be focused on things we didn't have today. You know, we didn't have vaccines that block transmission. We got vaccines that help you with your health, but they only slightly reduce the transmissions. We need a new, a new way of doing the vaccines. We didn't get much in the way of therapeutics. We need a new way of doing the vaccines. And now he says also, it just, it helped with your, let, let me take that again. What does it say there? It helped with your health, is that what it, the wording he used? But it only slightly that's a good phrase from right there. It only slightly helped with the transmission. <laughs> so they would be forced to concede here. It was, was it 98 effective, right? That's the first headlines we got. And then it's basically down to like, oh, actually, you'll die if you take it too. The R&D budgets to be focused on things we didn't have today. You know, we didn't have vaccines that block transmission. We got vaccines that help you with your health, but they only slightly... I interesting how he points to his heart... Actually, it's on his other side, right? But still, it's still, it's where the mic is, right? Helps with your health. And he points to 
Maybe 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 as a maybe as a nephilim. Yes, it's hard on his other side, huh? Transmission. <laughs> we got vaccines that help you with your health, but they only slightly reduce the transmissions. We need a new a new way of doing the vaccines. We didn't get. Yep. We need a new. Is that the uh, lettuce, the vaccine lettuce they're going to introduce, or the spray, the aerosolized version of the vaccine? Right? Is that what it is? We'll put it in your food. We'll just make it. Just becomes the vaccine is 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 the food now. They're doing research on this. If you don't, if you doubt me, <laughs> look it up. Lettuce, um, vegetables. This is the this is the DNA we're standing on the, on the front lines of of a genetic. Uh, well, I would call it a devolution because it's going to be horrific for those who enter onto this path. But they'll do all of this. They'll do all of it. All of it. All right. And here's more proof, of course. Alphabet, who's already been very big on DNA and genetics, by the way. You wanted to find out what the biggest industry have been for some time when it comes to Silicon Valley. It's not software, it's not uh, websites, it's not social media, it's genetics. And it has been genetics for well over a decade now. Right, and we know about the link between Google, uh, 23andMe, one of the sisters of Susan Wojcicki, who, who, uh, heading up 23andMe, who uh, what married one of the Google uh, guys, right? Either Bryn or uh, what's the other guy's name? I always forget the other guy. Sergey Bryn and then the other dude, but whatever. It's a little incestuous link. So that has always been a component of it. But as they're inching their way towards the pharmaceutical industry with, with Alphabet or, or, you know, Google, they are going to get into the genetic uh, stuff of it. AI and genetics, the DNA, just like Pfizer, right? Google's parent company Alphabet is getting into yet another market and has launched another company that will use artificial intelligence to identify drug combinations for treatment of various diseases. Alphabet has already a similar company, DeepMind. On Thursday, Alphabet announced the launch of Isomorphic Laboratories, a new company that will use AI to discover new drugs. Alphabet's DeepMind does similar uh, work and has used AI to predict useful protein structures. All of this is about DNA. It's about altering your DNA, changing your DNA by using targeted uh, you know, mRNA-type, CRISPR-type technology. Insert itself into your body, update or change your code. That's what that's what that's what that's where this is going. DeepMind CEO Dennis Hasibi will also be head of isomorphic laboratories. However, there are two separate companies that will sometime collaborate. Experts have recommended AI as a way to make the discovery of new medications faster and more efficient. That explains why the medical field has invested hundreds of millions in AI over the past two years. Isomorphic laboratories will focus on building AI models that can predict how potential medication can interact with the body. Sound familiar? That could be accompanied by building on DeepMind's prog uh, progress in structured of proteins, which could help predict how different proteins interact. A spokesperson told The Verge that the company might not develop its own medications. It will sell its models. That's what it's, it's all 3D models now. It's made on a computer. Remember, that was uh, what Moderna boasted too, Pfizer, right? It's all made on a computer. We print it out. And then we, we have its code. It's just, we're updating your code. It will sell its models and form partnerships with pharmaceutical companies. So again, it was Alphabet. It was all, it was all uh, BlackRock and Vanguard too, I believe. Look at Monopoly. It, it, it takes it all in, right? It, it brings it all in there. 
Incredible times, folks. All right, let's move through some of these here. We'll wait with the rents uh, interview. Uh, over to the climate uh, debacle for a little bit here. Of course, we know that a collapse is coming. We know that we have to move away from, according to their view, fossil fuels in order for them to destroy our planet so that we don't have any carbon uh, anymore in our atmosphere. And part of that is, of course, the direct air capture that we've talked about. Sucking, literally sucking the air um, out of the atmosphere. Uh, but don't worry, they'll just take the uh, CO2 and then they'll turn that into stone and, and they'll be fine, right? Uh, but so here's, uh, w w I think I, I think we mentioned in the Flashback Friday uh, show, the uh, the one who did a long, uh, maybe not treaties is the right word, but the, a paper, a, 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 a graduate, uh, what is that called again? Uh, yeah, isn't it called paper? Or, I mean, is it a treatise? Anyway, on uh, on Marxism and and Lenin and all that stuff. She was born in the Soviet Union, Saul Umar, Umarova, and she is Biden's nominee for the uh, uh, for the currency controller. I forget what the O stands for. Office for currency controller or something. Who has a? Of course, it says here history writing about Marxism, uh, but she wants uh, many U.S. oil and gas companies to go bankrupt because isn't that what we want? Because we got to save the world. Uh, because uh, m m climate change. Listen to this. For certain uh, troubled industries and firms that are in transitioning. And here what I'm thinking about is primarily coal industry and oil and gas industry. A lot of the smaller players in that industry are uh, going to probably uh, go bankrupt in, in, in short order. At least we want them to go bankrupt if we want to tackle climate change, right? There we go. We want them to go bankrupt. That's if there's anything that summarizes Biden's regime so far is uh, no, we want it to collapse. No, no, we want infl inflation. It's a good thing. In fact, it's a no, no, it's a good thing. We want that. Didn't I have that story? The MSNBC story? Didn't I add that in? Holy crap, if I didn't. I think I did. I, I, did, I don't think I did. Did you guys see that? The MSNBC uh, uh, tweet. Infla no, inflation is a good thing. Right? Oh, I gotta find I gotta find that real quick. I can't believe I forgot that. That is uh hilarious. Uh, it's a, it's good now. Here it is. Yeah, here it is. Maybe I had it. I just forgot to add it in. Anyway, yeah, yeah, check this out. It's perfectly in line with that with everything that we're talking about here. Uh, you know, the, the, the crash is coming, right? And they want that because that's how they're going to reshape um, our, our society and bring in a new, uh, you know, a central uh, central bank digital currency, you know, these kinds of things. You know, when you go to the store and you can't afford to buy milk anymore and you complain about it, then you're ridiculed. Remember the family? We talked about that, the big family that had to buy 12 gallons of milk to, to cover for everybody. Well, the, the, the blue check marks ridiculed them. Oh, maybe you shouldn't take as many milk baths, you know, sit, the, sitting in their New York apartment with like one cat and maybe one dog. No, it's a good thing. No, no, no inflation is not, it's not even happening. Uh, even if it was happening, you know, it's not a big problem. And in fact, it is happening. Sure, of course, yes, it's happening, but it's happening because it's a good thing. Why the inflation we're seeing now is a good thing, MSNBC. We're trying to sell Americans on the idea that inflation crisis is a good thing. Online reaction suggested that a few people are buying it 
So much so that the left-wing media outlets deleted its claim without even explanation. The network posted a Twitter message on Monday to promote an article on the rising prices saying why the inflation we're seeing now is a good thing. The article was an opinion piece asserting that the inflation fears are being overblown by other media outlets, including CNN, and that rising prices reflect a strong economy. <laughs> American consumers are, relatively speaking, flush with cash, and it's strong demand for goods and services that's sending prices higher. Yeah, that's right. That's why there's fucking 111 ships waiting to dock at the Long Beach port in the U.S., it's it's all it's all just it's all completely normal. Okay? And and it's a good thing. It's a good thing. I don't think you can reach new levels of gaslighting. I I'm sure you I'll 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 eat that those words in just a couple of weeks here. But the gaslighting in, is on such a level it's you can't even I can't even. How dare you? Here's the uh, here's a climate justice promoter. Speaking of, you know, going back to the climate thing a little bit. Uh, at COP26, who's talking about the different segments of the population here, which is basically the responsible for climate change and the, the climate crisis. And, and that's why all of those things she mentioned has to be dismantled. Watch. Oh, God, what is this? Show us the money. Remember, Greta Thunberg, bankers. Uh, the clip is coming in for this is a Reuters clip. They just. Yeah. Women are among the most go. vulnerable to the climate crisis. A concrete example of this was in 2013 in the Philippines with Typhoon Haiyan or Typhoon Yolanda. A lot of women and young girls were forced into prostitution and sex work because of the climate impacts that happened and they couldn't bounce back, they couldn't adapt. In so many settings, when you're in evacuation centers, you're more prone to sexual harassment and violence and just the hygiene of the place, it's not there. And so when we're talking about climate justice, it has to include feminism it has to include class inequality and has to include racism we have to think about everything because all of these other socioeconomic crises amplify the climate crisis and are amplified by the climate crisis and the same patriarchal um, rich um, racist system that we are in this is what caused the climate crisis and so we have to dismantle that in order to achieve climate justice there you go <laughs> there you have it couldn't be uh, couldn't be any more clear than that uh, basically, <coughs> white uh, white guys. Oh, here's more. We women become victimized more by the impacts of climate catastrophes because it's often the women who go back to the forest to plant, to look for something to eat. It's often the women who go to the forest to harvest crops. And today, if these women are not participating in activities related to the fight against climate change, I could say that it's null and void. Null and void because their contributions, the expertise that they can bring in the management of natural resources is very important. Show us the money. Yeah, give us the money, right? That's what it's all about. COP26, United Nations, global government. This is again, we're at, we're, we're at the we're at the cusp, ladies and gentlemen. We're right at the we're right at the cusp of this here. You're what you're right now you're watching this in real time. 
as the climate change agenda, as, max vac as mass vaccinations pick up, as they round up the unvaccinated, and as people begin to die, and as we go towards absolute zero and a total collapse, you'll see a, a complete and perfect switch over. We'll see how seamless it is from the COVID pandemic over to climate panic. The money is there. If we can save the banks, if, then we can save the world. <laughs> I mean there you go. <clears throat> save the banks. That's what it's all about. All right. Um, oh, and this too. That's right. Uh, check out this. This is, this is in line with this. This is from... I was watching a video from uh, regarding Orca. It's the launch event in Iceland of this air capture device, the machine. Uh, it's the only way, the only reason they can do this in Iceland is because they have so much uh, volcanic activity and, and uh, uh, geothermal, right? So they can build power plants that the, that the claim is like, oh, this is green, you know, technology and energy and stuff like that. While this power plant is actually sucking in the air. And, and, and taking carbon out of the atmosphere and, and turning it into stone, rock, right? And they had it. Maybe we could play a little bit from it of how it works. Yeah, we could play a little bit from it. But here's here's interesting because this is, let me say, 14.0. I think this is the right timestamp in this presentation. This is at the launch event in Iceland of Orca, right? And O-R-K-A means uh, energy uh, in Icelandic, right? So it's all that. But it's a company called Climeworks, Climeworks. And this is the, none other than Dr. Julio Friedman from Columbia University. You know Columbia University, right? You know where critical uh, theory started and all that good stuff, right? Here's, he, he's coming up here, one of the first speakers, after the, I think after the Prime Minister of Iceland, and tells us a little bit about the, uh, the, the equity around what, what, the climate change thing here, too. But, but pure communism. Let's listen to the, a little bit of this here. But the four things that he is putting $1.5 billion of money into for catalyst. And he's talking about Bill Gates, by the way, there, too. Bill Gates has a huge uh, you know, finger in this pie, obviously, right? Direct air capture. That's part of the catalyst program and, and all that kind of stuff. So he's praising Bill Gates and his efforts and stuff like that. Uh, but he, he comes around to it here. Let's listen a little bit. Uh, to, you know, that basically we need to redistribute the wealth. That's, that's essentially what he's saying. Out of all the four things in the world, one of them is direct air capture. And it reflects both the seriousness of the need and the immense commercial opportunity that it represents. And we are here today because we're going to start working. We have an opportunity today to do excellent and righteous work right now. We are going to accelerate the work of a net zero world and we're going to accelerate the work of climate restoration because we have the tools and we have the money and we have the know-how. We're going to create a new industry. It has to be the size of the oil and gas industry or twice as big as the size of the oil and gas industry working in reverse. That is a tall order. It's going to require a lot of human beings to do that. It's going to require a lot of capital to do that. It's going to require a lot of facilities. The good news is that we know how to do it, in part because of the brains in this room who've made it possible. And that is to suck the air out of the atmosphere, to capture all the carbon. What do you think is going to happen to our world when these people and these maniacs are producing millions of machines that are sucking the carbon out of our atmosphere? What do you think is going to happen to the world at that point? Friedman, what do you think is going to happen at that point? We're going to create wealth doing this. 
This is not all hair, shirt, and eat your peas. And, and we're going to create wealth, and we're going to do it through environmental stewardship. Iceland is going to set the pace for this, but it's going to happen around the world. And in doing so, we're going to redress global inequities. There. We're going to balance obligations between the global north and the global south. That's right. We need to take your money, Whitey. There you go. That's what it's about. Right there. That's what it's about. Global inequities. United Nations, sustainable development. That's all what this is about. It's about creating a new industrial class, and it's about ruining our environment. Lit I mean, literally ruining everything. Making the Remember the blight thing that you see in uh, Interstellar in the beginning? That's what's going to happen if they suck all the carbon out of the atmosphere. That that's basically it, right? They have a little video here presentation. Let's take it. I haven't seen this yet. I used a little footage from this in the Weekend Warrior show on when they captured it. But let me, uh, let me look at the explanation here uh, a little bit. Plant captures CO2 by drawing air into its collectors with a fan. Inside the collector sits a highly selective filter material that collects CO2 on its surface. Once the filter is saturated with CO2, we close the collector. By then heating it, using heat supplied by the nearby geothermal power plant, the CO2 is released from the filter and we can extract it in concentrated form. An independent life cycle assessment provides insights on the technology's net environmental benefit. It shows that Climeworks plants can reach a net carbon dioxide removal efficiency of more than 90%. In other words, over its whole lifespan, including construction, operations and recycling, a typical Climeworks plant re-emits less than 10% of the carbon dioxide it captures. Orca consists yeah, of four... Yeah, again, the only reason you can do this in Iceland is because there are geo geothermal sources there. So you can't do this in other part of the... I mean, you can do it, but as soon as you need to begin supplying that heat... What are you going to use to heat that? And it will be electricity for the most part in other parts. And how are we going to produce that electricity, right? And round and round we go. I mean, they'll do it. They'll do it. But, but the point is, they'll start using all this stuff, and then they, claim, they will claim to us that it works. But then if you begin looking at the actual numbers, unless they only tap into, you know, geothermal sources where they, where they build these plants or something, right? But I, I mentioned that in the beginning, they're doing this, they're, they're confiscating wonderful, some of the best uh, Midwestern agricultural land possible to build essentially one of these things, a direct air capture uh, machine, right? And farmers there are being, uh, you know, was the term scantily compensated for it too, I think, right? Um, Blastelisa says, plants need carbon dioxide, which is why they want to get rid of it. That's right. These demons seem to want to terraform the planet. That, that's what I think it is at this point. They're terraforming us out of existence. Look, look at the marsh or something, and that, that, that's our future right there. And which, of course, will, will drive us into, um, I don't know, uploading our consciousness to a computer, or, you know, or something going underground in, in you know, deep underground uh, bunkers or something. And, and, and then the only place you can go is into the virtual world, it's into the metaverse, right? And 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 who will you uh, <laughs> who will you uh, let me let me see if I can find this here? Who are you going to meet? Who are going to meet there? Who's going to be the uh, the overlord uh, when you're in the metaverse? Right? Oh, do I have that here? God, it's loading it's too slow. Faceberg, didn't I have it under there? I'll find him in a moment here. But at the meta thing, anyway, that's that's what that's what that's about, right? That's why the World Economic Forum released the whole thing on it. Let's listen a bit more here. Units. 
which each consists of two collector containers. It can reach different locations and be built in different scales everywhere, where renewable energy is available and the conditions for geological storage of CO2 are provided. Each container consists of six collector units or chambers. The six collector units are alternately in the adsorption and desorption phase, meaning that one unit is always desorbing while the other five are in adsorption phase. Adsorption and desorption are the two essential steps when it comes to capturing CO2 from the air with Climeworks Direct Air Capture technology. For this carbon dioxide removal project, we have partnered with the Icelandic company Carbfix. Climeworks removes carbon dioxide from the air with our direct air capture machines. Carbfix then mixes the carbon dioxide with water and pumps it deep underground. Through natural mineralization, the carbon dioxide reacts with a basalt rock and turns into stone within a few years. The carbon dioxide is thus removed from the air and returned to earth permanently and safely. With our machine-based solution, we can exactly measure how much carbon dioxide has been removed and turned into stone. Hagenberg says, this is why I'm saying get off grid while you can, they will ruin us. I agree. America is the first of its kind plant that translates the vision of industrial scale direct air capture and storage into reality. This new technology... This is, this is all Bill Gates behind this, but not entirely, but like 80% Bill Gates behind this, this, this plan, right? It's one of the EU catalyst... The EU signed a deal with Bill Gates' catalyst program, right? Which is, you know, the stage four he has of this is, is, is direct air capture. And it's this process. And then the next portion, the next level to this is solar dimming. Right. Look at look at Mars. It's they're ending they're ending life on this planet while they're claiming that they're saving it. That's what's happening. They're they will terminate future life on this planet if if they follow through on what they're planning to do here. While they're claiming that they're helping us and fixing it for us. Generation comes in an award-winning new design, which embodies the connection between nature and technology. The design fits perfectly into the breathtaking Icelandic landscape. A major optimization compared to the previous technology generation happened at the heart of our technology, the collector containers. Their overhaul has enabled us to intensify the process thanks to a new sealing mechanism. The new design includes two sliding doors instead of 12 individual flaps. Okay, they get this into, they get into kind of the weeds of, of the technology there. Uh, we'll just keep that playing in the background while we uh, keep talking here. But uh, uh, let me see here. Antonio uh, Antonio over on Odyssey says, Henrik, uh, please scan the QR code in the World Economic Forum video at the end of the 20 October stream. Um. Yeah, which video was that? Anyway, Antonio Antonio says here there's a weird French French message on it and a phone number. Remove the first zero zero and add French country code thirty three to this number, and add to WhatsApp. That's a weird photo of a guy with a child. Disturbing and weird. That's that's weird. Can you send me an email? Do you have a can you, do you have a screenshot of that? I mean, I'll do it. I'll, I'll find that uh, video, which which video that was. But uh, that is very interesting. Okay, good tip. Send me an email if you can. Redeyesatprotonmail.com. Just give me a reminder of that. That's that's uh, very bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be. They do. They weird shit like that happens right all the time. Okay. Um, let's see what else we got here. 
see what else we got here. We got the Orca thing, right? Uh, yeah, and so of course this is just they're insane, and and we're all gonna we're, we're all gonna die basically if they get their way, right? So of course you can't have anybody countering this information, right? And then the next step now is is climate. That's the next the next uh, frontier of censorship and banning and anybody. You know, if you thought uh, some white nationalist was in the crosshair and like, oh, well, you censored those Nazis, you know. Well, if you talk about anything that concerns real science now, you're out. That's it. You're, you're out. You'll be gone. So it was vaccine. Now the next frontier is the climate, right? Media out this campaign to get Facebook to censor climate misinformation. And then Facebook sets the, the tone of this, right? And then, and then, and then, you know. If you if you want to know the future, you uh, imagine uh, this face staring in you, uh, staring staring at the staring at hu humankind forever. Or how do we how do we word this? You know, begins with Facebook, right? And it, I guess it ends with Facebook too. Or it ends with Meta. It's end. It ends with death, as it were. Um. And then every other outlook will do it as well, right? YouTube is starting now talking about it too, right? A series of articles have been appearing lately in big media, piling pressure on Facebook to step up censorship of what's considered to be climate misinformation on the giant platform. These reports publicized by the BBC, The Guardian, and The Verge. And look into who owns all those companies, by the way. I mean, BBC is, uh, yes, there's some tax money there too, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's other investors well, they're tiding into the Google News Initiative or something, right? But the Guardian is the Guardian is is is, is in on it. It's the same same conglomerates in the background of this. They're all citing anyway and giving a lot of space to a study into climate-related content on Facebook produced by several fairly obscure advocacy group. And it came shortly after big tech declared climate misinformation and climate denial to be its next censorship targets. One of these groups, the Real Facebook Oversight Board, announced on Twitter that it's publishly, publishing a quarterly report that documents Facebook's harms on climate change. <laughs> uh, it just never ends. Uh, all right. Let's see what we have here. Oh, yeah, the Gossar thing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That could be kind of funny. Let me see. Let, let me play this while we're on MSNBC. We talked about the whining and the racism, uh, or like the anti-white uh, stuff that they're promoting, and and how everybody is a is a racist uh, who's doing the climate change thing. Uh, so basically, white white people need to die, right? Um, and so while we're on that, here's MSNBC, and this is a little bit more in the wake of like, um, you know, the elections in Virginia. They're, they're still salty about that, of course, right? Uh, but listen to uh, li li listen to this here. Whining on 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 uh, whining on white people who are opposed to you know wokeness, basically, which we we know what that means. Listen, to this. Roland. Before we check out, I want to get your thoughts on Carville. Uh, we're so tight. The Biden presser uh, made us mess up. But I just got to hear your take on uh, Carville and his comments on woke speak. I need Carville to shut the f up. Because I'm sick of these white men whining and complaining about wokeness when you don't you you like it when black folks and Latinos and young white voters and Asians are voting for candidates. How about this, James Carville? How about you go learn how to cut some Lincoln Project type ads with the Democratic Party? How about creating some actual means? Where's the video this morning touting the infrastructure bill? How about you go raise money to run those ads on OAN and Fox News and Newsmax and telling those broke white folks in those 
those various states how the infrastructure bill is going to benefit them. So I'm sorry, James. I need you to shut up and do your job and stop trying to pin it on people who are doing the work. Well, you know, Roland has strong thoughts. I have to say, um, I think a lot of us feel that way, though, Ro. I, and I think it's going to be hard for a lot of people as the changing demographics. You're looking at the screen right now. Um, this is the rising majority of America. And when this group there of people go. starts getting centered. There. Listen to that. There it is right there. Look at that. They're rubbing it in your face. Whitey, as you're becoming a minority, we're going to get in your face and make you uncomfortable. Here it is. That's why we can have an all-black panel, because this is the rising demographics in America. ...on people who are doing the work. Well, you know, Roland has strong thoughts. I have to say, um, I think a lot of us feel that way, though, Ro. I, and I think it's going to be hard for a lot of people as the changing demographics. You're looking at the screen right now. Um, this is the rising majority of America. And when this group there of people go. starts getting centered, it's going to be uncomfortable for a lot of people. But after we've been uncomfortable for a long time. At this point in history, we're comfortable making people uncomfortable. So thank you to my That's amazing right. panel, uh, Lynn Wynn, Roland Martin, and Jess Morales. Do you hear that? Let's, t- let's take that again. Listen, listen to that how they're rubbing it in your face. And now when they are slated to be a majority, I mean, they're not yet, but when, when, when that happens, then it's fine to be all them, right? When white people did things that benefited things because it was for white people, it was built to these countries, these Western countries, which these people are in, Built when, when these countries were built by us, by Europeans. And we did it with our people in mind, not other people in mind, or for other people to come to our countries and benefit from it. That was somehow wrong, right? When we were the majority, that was wrong, and we need representation. As soon as they as soon as they are at 50, 50.1, you know, 50.0001%, they will be, oh, that's it. Okay, that's it. All black, all blacks and all brown people all, in every institution, in every place of, of influence, everywhere on TV, everywhere in media, everywhere. There's not a single white, but that's it. You're out. We've had it with you. I think it's going to be hard for a lot of people as the changing demographics. You're looking at the screen right now. Um, this is the rising majority of America. And when this group there of people go. starts getting centered, it's going to be uncomfortable for a lot of people. But after we've been uncomfortable for a long time, at this point in history, we're comfortable making people uncomfortable. So thank you to my That's amazing right. panel, uh, Lynn Wynn, Roland Martin, and Jess Morales. Our there you go. There you go. And the conservatives are going to do nothing about it. In fact, they're they're groveling to this. They're just giving up on white people. And they're like, oh, you know what? Let's, uh, oh, is this the, okay, here's the demographic now. It, white people haven't become, even become the minority yet. And they're still, just like Trump did, over, like they're bending over back, falling over themselves to, to, to placate to, to these demographics. They're never going to vote for them anyway. <laughs> You know what I mean? You might have like a temporary flashpoint because they're just so insane and everybody can't basically afford to eat. And so they think, you know, a Yunkin would be like, okay, maybe he'll do something about inflation or, or, or maybe he will, you know, stop with this, you know, tranny, just insanity or something. You know, like what's happening in these schools and like Loudoun County and stuff. But that's just, that's not a norm. That's a, that's a temporary misstep. You know, once you restore that level of comfort again, it will all be turning anti-white again, right? But yeah, this, they're threatening you. They're, it's a threat. It will be. It will be difficult for you. Where as we're rising up a majority, it's going to be hard for you, whitey. That's what that's what they're saying here, right? 
Uh, Dan Mother says, are there any libs that are not Energizer bunny motor mouths? Uh, talk about eye glazing over, LOL. Uh, no, well, they find them and they put them in, in these positions, of course. Not all of them, though. I mean, maybe not Acosta would be... Well, yeah, he's very slow to contradict your term of an Energizer bunny. Have you guys ever watched any of the... the what's his name again? Uh, not Joe Acosta. What's his name again? Is the CNN guy? Something Acosta. That's how memorable he is. Holy shit, that's a slow show. He is so boring. It's definitely not an Energizer bunny there. But yeah, most of them are, are like that. You're, you're right. Um, why don't we do this? Let, let's. I was going to do the Gossar thing, but I think we're coming up towards the end here. i got to wrap up here soon. we got to talk about the stuff that's happening on the border between Belarus and Poland because that's what we have in the title as well. So that's big enough of a... That's big enough of a subject, uh, and we'll have to do Gossar maybe Friday. It was kind of funny. He showed a meme video, uh, you know, and he's not, you know, he's not my favorite, uh, but he's better than many other others of them. And so that was kind of funny. And there was a reply to that where his sister came in and talked with uh, Lawrence O'Donnell on MSNBC. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's amazing how they're uh, what they're saying. This is you know about Paul Gossar and stuff. Uh, but you know, let, let's um, let's take the uh, so we'll we'll cover that later. But we ha we have to cover the, um, the the Belarus stuff here. But let's do that first, uh, and then we'll have to do that maybe Friday or, or maybe do a stream, stream tomorrow or something. So this is what's happening. But basically, boiled down, right? We have a couple of videos to show you. Um, Polish army is coming out, right? Massive uh, problems. Huge um, my, hordes of migrants are amassing against the Belarusian uh, uh, the Belarusian border towards uh, adjacent to Poland, and they all want to go to Germany or, or northwestern European countries, of course. And here's some of the scenes from there. Let's take a look. Look at how peaceful they are there. See that? Just migrants of peace right there. Just throwing rocks at the cops and the military. Breaking down the fence. That's not a problem. These are not the images shown in the mainstream media, by the way. See all those women and children there, too? Make note of that. There's more. Attention, the police inform. Crossing the Polish border is legal only at border crossings. Attention, attention, the police inform. Crossing the Polish border is legal only at border crossings. Attention, attention, the police inform. Crossing the Polish border is legal only at setting up camp here's more here
So some of this video is from the backside, and it's very interesting too. If you watch the media, mainstream media coverage, most of the photos that they use, and you've seen this in other things too. Remember when there was the uh, confrontation between the Turkish uh, and the Greek, right? That that I forget what the town was called, where the main uh, kind of injunction point was, or whatever the word is. The me, the the Reuters, the AP, uh, the AFP, these main mainstream you know, news outlets and stuff were all on the side of the the migrants and f taking the photos of the police, of the military, whatever, like the security there that's blocking these people from illegally just crossing the border. That that's the problem, right? And he's a shots fired at the Belarus-Polish uh, border origin unclear. <laughs> I heard them say uh, Belarus there, right? Rushkia or something, right? Um, Germany, Germany chant the migrants at the Belarusian, uh, Belarusian Polish border after they've torn down a section of the border fence. Kid, we don't care, all right? We're full, and we don't want you. All right? We're full. We just, we just don't, we don't need you. We don't want you. Okay? You have to go back where you come from, and you have to fix things there. Okay? That's how simple this is. But yeah, Germany or German, they even said German, German. They, do you think anybody's country is uh, coordinating this behind the scenes? Do you think anybody's doing? I mean, I know that the Lukashenko thing is quite odd and and, and a bit weird because you have the tension, and this is uh, Belarus, right? White Russia, Belarusia, right? Uh, Lukashenko is the head there. He's accused of the EU of being this dictator and all this stuff, right? And you have a kind of a weird secondary layer that's been weaved into this now where the EU is almost trying to, I mean, it's true because he did say, like if you, you know, Poland, Belarus, or some other countries have been like, um, they've been targeted by like the European Human Rights Court and some of these other, there was like a report recently that came out and they're talking about how, you know, these countries are, Hungary was weaved into that too, by the way, I forgot to mention, yeah, Poland, Hungary, but also Belarus have been weaved into that. We're like, oh, these are bad countries and stuff, right? And you had that weird situation a while ago where they're basically threatening, like he's, you know, the EU is threatening uh, Lukashenko and Belarus, like they're, he's a dictator and he's weird and stuff. And he did say, I will, you know, we're standing as a, you know, buffer between migrants and like the EU. And he decided to use that as weaponization. And now the EU is kind of picking up, there's some lingo where they're picking this up. They, they, they can't fully report on it because that kind of exposes the whole game as well in one way. 
of what actually is going on, but at the same time, they're like saying, oh, well, this is Lukashenko, this is this uh, dictator's fault, and we basically we have to take him out. He has to be removed, right? And he's funded by Russia. He's probably with Russia, and it's Putin also is behind that, and that's dangerous, and they, they're bad. Belarus bad, Lukashenko bad, you know, kind of thing. But but then, of course, when you see this as a nationalist, you're like, yeah, fuck, dude, like, <laughs> stop this, you know what I mean? What are you doing? But he's doing it solely in retaliation and in vengeance against the EU and their dumb things that they have uh, done to Belarus, right? And you have these other weird things, remember that while ago, where Belarus claimed that they had been approached by, I forget if it was pharmaceutical companies directly or something, but they were asking them to hand over uh, they needed to do lockdowns. They needed to accept all the vaccines. No, there was the loan. That's right. There was the the IMF loan. I think it was. And they said to them, "You you have to accept like all the COVID measures. You have to do vaccinations. You have to do all these things that is happening in the other Western countries. And then we will grant you money or loan or something like that." And and as far as I know, they basically said, uh, "Screw that. We're not doing that." And then this weird other type of like, instantaneously an antagonism started p- popping up after that point. Uh, but this is so Lukashenko on on his um, you know uh, um, national media right the the state funded media is showing videos like this and apparently a lot of the lefty European media is picking up on this too and just showing this unquestioning unquestioningly right and saying these are kids from look at the other footage we saw we didn't see a single child there right. Now in this footage, all of a sudden, it that's all it is in this one. Oh, these are children from Iraq and Afghanistan and Syria and Somalia and all that stuff. Look, look, look at the footage here. Look at this. This is interesting. It's in German here, right? Why are you asking Poland for water? What's wrong with your parents? Who, who, what's wrong with your parents not giving you water or thinking about that before they're leaving and picking up and standing at the border somewhere? This is what they do, right? They, 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 they want another one of these uh, Alan Curdy type of situations here, and I'm just—it's just—it's right on the verge of that again. Yeah, let us in. Give us shit. Give us access, Whitey. Then they show some night footage here too, right? But here's the interesting. Look at the so someone the poster here. Dukaran, Swedish account. Says it looks more like you've arranged a school tri- a field trip. From the closest Belarusian uh, village school, right? Look at the uh, some of the the screenshots of that, right? This blonde, like blonde as day, kids here in this bunch, right? Not not all of them were, right? But it's they, they could literally have shipped these in from uh, Kazakhstan or you know a- anywhere here, really, because all of a sudden it's all kids everywhere, right? Blondes and redheads and like, wait a minute, what's what's going on here, right? Highly suspicious. It's all managed. It's all the media campaign. It's always a gay op. It's always a gay op behind it. And it's open your borders. You know, 
Open your borders, Whitey. We need access. Give us water. What are you what are you preventing us from having water for? What's wrong with your what's wrong with your parents, right? Now, I don't know if this is true. I'm not sure EU observer how what kind of level of outlet that is. Uh, but they claim here, Belarus trained Afghan and Iraqi veterans for EU border attacks, right? Big if true, as I say. Belarus has trained Afghan and Iraqi war veterans to carry out armed attacks on the Polish border, a former regime insider has warned. The migration crisis being used by Belarus President Alexander Lukashenko to insert into EU territory people who have military experience and who additionally undertook training on Belarusian territory to realize terrorist attacks. This is by Pavel Latushka, Belarus' former ambassador to France and Poland and former culture minister. Culture minister. He spoke amid escalating clashes between migrants at the Polish border with Polish border guards, which caused international alarm on Monday, about the uh, 8th of November. Next, Lukashenko will go for a local military conflict on the EU border. And in the meantime, he will sell the picture to the world about a humanitarian crisis. The European... Uh, the Europeans being to blame. Luchka, who fled to Warsaw after joining a, the pro-democracy movement in Belarus, said. And now I'm always a bit wary of the, this. It's, and that's why I said I'm not sure about the CU observer here and stuff. I, I wouldn't be, you know, kind of surprised. And that because look at the next line here. Right? This is a this is a former of Nazi era propaganda. He said. Okay. Okay. I thought they were communists, but okay. Well, whatever. Um, but the pro-democracy movements are, you know, there's, there's a lot, awful lot of uh, open source foundation, you know, bullshit and these kinds of things or whatever. Um, but at the same time, they do those kinds of stunts, right? That was the, the Kurdy thing and all that, right? Um, so I'm not sure which way this this divide, you know, how the uh, how this divides yet, how the uh, how the apple splits, whatever whatever the saying is. The Afghan and Iraqi veterans were handpicked and flown to Belarus between July and September, he noted. They were trained at a base near the village of Upsa in north, northwestern Belarus, uh, belonging to OSAM, the Special Active Measure Department of Belarus State Border Committee, he added. The training was carried out with the help of Belarus Special Forces from the Margina Horka Brigade, which had fought in Afghanistan in the late in the 1980s and with uh, with advisors from Russia's GRU, uh, GRU military intelligence, Luchka added. Iraqi citizens were trained there, the Osram base, Osram base. Um, now they're training Afghans from the territory uh, of Tajikistan who have uh, combat experience. Of course, it's not dozens of people being trained, it's units of individuals, he said. Uh, they're preparing clashes on the Belarus-EU border with the use of weapons. Lukash, uh, Tushka, sorry, Latushka, <laughs> said his re revelations came from sources high up in the Belarusian intelligence services. I cannot give any names or documents regarding this as people are at the highest risk for passing on this information. They would face the death penalty, he told the EU's observer. The Belarus foreign minister ignored questions, but Polish authorities were aware of Latushka's allegations and have warned of potential armed clashes. Interesting. Poland's EU ambassador also briefed his 26 EU peers on the situation in Brussels on Tuesday in a two-hour-long behind-closed-doors meeting. Interesting. And we know, of course, the opposition, right, that the EU has to Poland, to Hungary, to these countries that have been trying to push back against the migrant crisis and stuff like that, right? So, again, big if true, I'm not sure. 
The Express went even further. There's always a bit of, you know, sensationalist uh, you know, outlets. So it's a little bit hard to to know exactly. But the headline here is Putin sends nuclear bombers over Belarus. War fears erupt on EU's doorstep. Putin has sent nuclear bombs over Belarus in response to a growing number of migrants on the Polish border, sparking war fears on the EU's doorstep. Uh, the two supersonic Tu-22M3 bombers, which according to the Russian Defense Ministry, uh, were sent in support of the Belarus leader, reportedly flew over Belarus to perform task of combat alert for air defense. Earlier this week, German President Merkel reached out to Putin, asking him to press Belarus to stop the flow of refugees, calling it inhumane and unacceptable. But, you know, but at the same time, it's Merkel's policy that's led to most of these people coming and the invites. That's why they come on and say, Germany, Germany, this has been coordinated. They know where to go, right? We've talked about all this. They've, there's documents, there's um, brochures that are released to these people and know where to go, what, where they can do pit stops along the way as they make their way towards northern European countries, right? All right, then then they just kind of go through a little bit. Uh, uh, so I'm not sure, but there's, uh, there's uh, plenty of uh, military uh, border there military at the border, Polish military at the border, and stuff like that. Uh, so, of course, Poland is, again, uh, doing a very good, uh, noble and noble quest here to to stand up against this absolute nonsense and uh, blackmail, right? So this, uh, this is good stuff. Uh, Robothink says, I mean, it's not good stuff, but you know what I'm saying. It's good that Poland is standing up in this way, uh, and we're glad it's happening there. At the same time, be, be aware that this might be kind of a gay op or something. You know, it, it might be something you know, kind of, <coughs> excuse me, bigger, kind of behind the scenes a little bit. And we'll see how they play this. That, that, that will be the most inter interesting thing. Do they play this as, oh, this is humanitarian crisis. I can't, I can't believe Poland is not opening their borders. Or is it more to utilize the anger from, you know, they know populism is a big force in, in Europe and European politics now, right? As they're like, oh, my God, this can't stand. Let's, uh, let's invade Belarus. we got to take out Lukashenko. Look at how he's weaponizing migrants. Meanwhile, they're still sneaking in the back way. You know what I mean? There's things like that you got to be aware of here, right? All right. Um, Robothink says, I liked how you broke down Dune in Weekend Warrior. I enjoy the movie breakdowns. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's uh, thank you for that. I do. Uh, uh, I, I appreciate you mentioning that. Yeah, that was a good segment. It was like around 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> basically, it's surprise, surprise. It's all, uh, all anti-white, right? And we break that down and, and, and kind of show excerpts from the uh, the latest Dune remake and stuff like that. So check that out, RadassMemers.com. But I think that's a good time to wrap things up here for today, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you joining us. We've gone way over time. Uh, it's always a good uh, good time spending th this time with you. So appreciate you being here. Now there are a couple of ways, of course, you can uh, join in uh, in the member section, and that's uh, using Subscribestar. That's an easy way to use your credit or debit card. Still, one of the ways that we have, despite being um, financially uh, censored or, or uh, uh, you know, uh, what's the, what's the term? Like a banned by financial institutions. Uh, it's subscribestarcom slash red ice. We're uh, about six people away from reaching 300. And we when we reach 300 on Subscribestar, we'll do something uh, a little special. We haven't decided yet uh, what yet. Um, so we'll uh, do a little uh, poll, I think, uh, both on the members' website. We'll link it up there and on Subscribestar and ask you guys what you uh want us to do maybe a longer stream marathon stream maybe we'll do a video on a specific topic maybe an maa maybe a call-in show maybe you know we'll figure that out uh but so yeah we're uh, trying to reach 300 over there as a way to combat some of the other censorship and financial uh you know terrorism that we're subjected to here at red eyes 
So appreciate your support. Another method you can sign up for a membership, of course, is through Enterpstream. It's enterpstream.live slash redice. They do have a, uh, actually I found out the other day, they do have a custom uh, custom subscription option too. Uh, I kind of defaulted to their platinum because it's ten ninety nine, so it's closest to the t- $10 bucks per month we have on Subscribestar. But you can just do 10 bucks right there as well and that uh, auto-renews monthly. Uh, but you can do a one-time payment as well. Uh, and of course, the longer subscription you get, such as you know six months, um, one year, two years, etc., the cheaper it gets per month as well. So I know some of you prefer to do it that way, but you can do that on Entropy Stream as well. Uh, then we have, uh, where is it here? We have uh, the Cash App. That's an option uh, on screen for you right there. And if you're in the U.S., you can use our eCheck option uh, or ACH option. That's like paying utility bill. Um, so that still uh, works, which we're happy for. And of course, we do accept cryptos as well. Uh, if you go to redicemembers.com and either sign up, sign in with your uh, existing account or just set up an account, uh, click on sign up or renew and then choose the length of your subscription. Click next and then you get your page that have all the instructions on it. It's still very easy. goes very quick. It's convenient. Uh, just shoot us off an email when you have made a payment, when you've signed up, uh, and then just let us know your username and email and we'll activate your account manually uh, right away. If you sign up on Subscribestar, by the way, you can send us a, a DM over there. That works too. It doesn't really matter. Uh, just uh, remember to include your username or your email address that you have on RedEyesMembers.com when you sign up. And there are some of you out there that uh, I've still I've reached out to you. I've sent you a DM through Subscribestar uh, where I've called you out on, on the show, uh, and I've not heard back from you yet. So if you're waiting for it to be activated, just send us an email, RedEyesAtProtonMail.com, uh, and it's all down to that fact that if you don't give us a username or an email, when you make the payment, usually you can attach, you know, an entropy, you can attach a message to it. You can do that on uh, our e-check option as well. Uh, you can do it on the Cash App, etc. Always include that. Otherwise, we don't know which account to activate in, in most regards, right? Sometimes we can find you if you use the same username, but not always. Uh, so just remember that. And again, so if you haven't gotten back, uh, heard back from us regarding activation, then you know why. So just shoot us off an email and we'll take care of that immediately for you. Uh, here's a mailing address as well. Some of you prefer it that way. Uh, the good old-fashioned way, uh, as it were. But yes, uh, subscribe star, of course, good option. We keep uh, pushing that on you guys. We do appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great uh, rest of your um, day here or evening, wherever it is, wherever, whatever time it is where you are. And uh, we'll be, of course, back with more on Friday at the latest. I have a couple of new videos that uh, Lana has recorded that we're working on as well. So we hope to have those out soon. And um, But yeah, Flashback Friday is next up as usual, of course, if you want to join us live, 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that's midnight Central European time. That's really uh, that's uh, one of the big uh, big shows that we do. But of course, we do Weekend Warrior as well. Check out our latest. It's right up on RedEyesMembers.com uh, right now. But uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you to everyone over on Entropy Stream joining us and Odyssey for your donos and super chats as well. Uh, does support the show. We'll see you guys next time. Take care. Hope you enjoy the show. Stay brave, everybody. Keep fighting, and we'll talk to you next time. Do you love red ice? Want more? Get access to exclusive material by signing up for a Red Ice membership. You'll be able to watch Weekend Warrior, our flagship show, the second hour of interviews, and other special feature videos only for subscribers. Were you a member and we lost you along the way? Renew! We love and appreciate you guys and gals and cannot do this without you. Help us be a sane voice, a lighthouse in the sea of insanity. As times get tougher, as people are searching for answers, they're going to need content like red ice. A little of all your support can go a long way. Thank you.